powered by the Perdomo Scar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Alec Bradley Lonza Studios of Azel, Texas. Welcome to Primetime Special Edition 129. Tonight, we complete our aging experiment on the Aladino Corojo Reserva Figurado, and we introduce our first cut of Cigar Company Power Rankings. And as always, Primetime Special Edition is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal. The Perdomo 20th anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobacco has been carefully hand-selected and well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combine these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming minor and filler tobaccos with each blend, a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigar is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo Stage Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H 12-Year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Albano Bourbon Barrelies, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Menso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Aganorsa Leaf. Great Leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of that Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of that JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian in the form of Casa Fernandez cigars, you experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa Leaf. And we want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars of Cuba, the leaf of choice making some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it fell out of, uh, this was one of the most challenging ones to cultivate. It fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamistan Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now, with JRE Tobacco, Holiness, and Husto bring their very own brand to market, each containing the authentic Corojo leaf. The Aladino line is available in a variety of blends, including the newly released Aladino Classic. These represent the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. They're available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every draw. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app via mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. Available on iTunes and Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows, as well as the California studios for the Thursday Primetime Show, Sponsored by Drew Estate. Well, welcome everybody. This is Primetime Special Edition number 129. Today is Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. Will Cooper, I am in the Paramo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage. And I'm joined cross-country by my good friend and colleague in the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios of Hazel, Texas, Mr. Brandon Plissy. 
Oop. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Uh, despite, despite how how you just just go out of your way. I think some days to really like hurt my feelings. And I think it's on purpose. I figured it out after all this time. After all this time, being friends with you, I think it's really intentional. What I do? What I do? Listen, I let you rag on my football coach. I let you like throw the fact that you think Bobby Valentine is some god gift to managing when he was fucking awful. We ripped him a few election last year. What do you mean? Well, that's true. Well, he deserved it. He deserved it. Yes, he deserved it. Yes. I let you. You know, I let you like go on and on about Buck Showalter and Dusty Baker. Okay. And Tom Coughlin, even though he can't fucking find his car in the parking lot. But today was uncalled for. Today was uncalled for. Oh, oh, oh. When you said said that A-Rod did a good job in the broadcast booth, I fucking wanted to strangle you, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. He was spot on with his analysis. I tell you what, he was, I mean, I don't like him in the studio as much as I like him as the color commentator. He was very good in that Philly series. I can't and, believe you're still spouting this crap, dude. He is a piece of shit. Look, you don't like him because he was a Yankee, and I, I get I, that. That is not true. Okay. You, you don't like, like him. Third, I, I, that's look, third I on the list. Okay, <laughs> I I don't like him either. Okay, first, I don't like him because he's I don't like him because he's, like he's a cheater, and I don't like him. I don't like him because he's absolutely dishonest in both his personal and his professional he, life. Listen, and yes, third, he's a Yankee. Okay, but he did a good job in the Philly series. That's, I'm not. I'm not disputing any of that you stuff. You shouldn't have a job in baseball. Why, why should he? Why should he not have? A, well, okay, then we should take away all those championships for all those teams who cheat. That's why I go back to if we're gonna if we're gonna ostracize these guys, right? Like, oh, I hear Barry Bonds shouldn't have the home run record, right? Then you should be taking away all these World Championships, um, include and including the Red Sox one in 2004, right? All the stuff before the Mitchell report came out, right? I don't think you should do that. Okay. I don't think that's, that's the answer. So the A-Rod's got to have a right to work for, you know, that's, that's my way to do it. Okay. So you're going, you're, you're, you're going left when I'm just talking about you hurting my feelings about talking about how great A-Rod is. I, I, you know, it's funny. I made the comment like, and I didn't even think of that when I made the comment, I'm like, you know, that guy did a pretty good job. He, he had a lot of good analysis. He, he was in the studio today. Uh, and he said, you know, I like I like what he said about our manager, Rob Thompson. Um, yeah, Rob Thompson should fucking wash his hands after shaking it with that piece of shit. I mean, let me ask you. I mean, would you rather would you rather listen to a Rod or Katie Nolan do baseball? Well, I don't know Katie Nolan personally. She's the girl does the I, apple or the woman. No, I don't. No, I don't know her personally. I know who she is. I don't. You don't know, know Rob personally. personally, though, either. I know he's a lying piece of shit. So, okay. Yeah, that's I don't that's so I don't know I don't know about Kaylee. I mean Katie Nolan. She might she might also be like a tor- a terrible person. Uh, I don't think she. I don't know her as a person. I'm willing to awful. give her the benefit of the doubt, and I would probably say Katie Nolan over a Rod, dude. He should not have a job in baseball. Period. It, why? Because he, you're saying he cheated. Because he cheated multiple then, times. Then, he lied then all he those was, championships should be lied, lied about. He lied about it. Then all and those, he's just a despicable human but being. But then you take away all those championships. That's my point. You you can't have it both ways. I can't. Right, either they're all guilty or they're not guilty. There's there's no fine line here with this. Unfortunately, it, it this was like a cancer that we had in in. in you know, twenty. No, years. I think no, I think there is a I think there is a difference because uh, I think there's a difference between Andy Pettit 
admitting that he cheated and apologizing when he first got caught, and A-Rod continuing to deceive fans and doing it multiple times. Oh, okay, okay. I'll to say go that. Great Lakes I'll say I think I think there's degrees of it. But do I think that, do I think one's more right than the other? But no, you can't but skip, I think say the guy can't have a right to work. My point is you can't say the guy can't have a right to work. Then then those he has a right to all, work. all be vacated. Doesn't all mean you should hire him. Vacated. Red Sox, oh. Yankees, Marlins, whoever. He has a right to work. It doesn't mean that you should hire him. Coop, I, I have I have the right to I have the right to have a job in baseball, but right. I'm not and qualified. You, and you, well, here's the thing: you have a right you have a right to not watch the game or put put on another channel too. That's I mean, that's true. your that's your decision, and you have a right to not sponsor, you know, buy a product from that spot. And that's certainly your right. I wouldn't take that away from you. Yeah. Um. I'd no, say- I, I I think I think the reason that they hired him was because of because of tab because it sparks conversations like this. I don't well, think it has anything to do with his baseball expertise. And they didn't hire Big Poppy for his baseball expertise, right? They hired him because he's pretty good in front of a camera, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, I'm not knocking Big Poppy. Either. I love Big Poppy, right? But I'm not sure. I mean, again, are there are there people that are? Pro- I, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to hitting. David Ortiz was a professor of stuff, but like, I mean, what can, like, I mean, what can, I mean, for a guy who hardly ever played any defense in his career and never pitched, what can he really offer yeah. other than from the hitter's perspective? Right. Yeah. So I like, yeah. Are there more uh, well-rounded qualified individuals than big poppy who I yeah. adore? Absolutely. Well, you know, the other, it just, hurt, also, it just hurt my feelings. Coop. There was no, this it's no hurt. It's no hurt here. <laughs> There's no hurt here, you know. No one's trying to hurt anyone. It's just I, I made an observation here. <laughs> that one, you know. Um, so I mean, uh, you know, I'm not one of these guys who said that. Well, I'm not gonna go down and judge. I have my suspicions, but um, he's listen, innocent. Listen, guilty. I know. I, I he's know you guilty. Yeah, I know. You have he's innocent. guilty. I know. I know you have your suspicions about Aaron Judge, but let me just say this: It's not like Aaron Judge is the first professional athlete to have a breakout one year, uh, you know, breakout year in their contract season. It's not like that's a foreign concept. No, um, but it's the culture. Sure. That's, what, I'm, that's I'm where just, I'm going. I'm with just that. saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, like that. That yeah. organization has all has has gotten away with time and time again, right? And why is Lance Armstrong have seven Tour de France's stripped, and the Yankees still have their championship? I, I ask that question. I don't see the difference, right? Like, you know why? The, because Lance Armstrong's an asshole. Well, Lance Armstrong, oh. just like A Rod. Well, why. yeah, and and here's the thing. You're right because he <laughs> wouldn't have had all those tours taken had he come clean. They would have taken. They yeah. probably would have taken three away, right? Because they wouldn't want him to have the record, right? But they probably would have said, you know what, you can keep the other four. If he had been more congenial, if he right. had run people through the ringer, if he yeah. hadn't threatened people, ruined their lives, their livelihoods, taken money from individuals, uh, ruined careers. Yeah, yeah, they might yeah. have let him have a couple right. of Tour de Frances. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they let worse guys have championships in cycling. That's what's there's some there's some really bad people who have had championships. So, but they kind of just fell on their sword. And kind of play, but like I said, I'm not saying they should strip the Yankees of these championships. I just say I, I find it funny. This is what I find funny, Baron. I don't mean to digress too much. The Yan- I see these guys, the Yankee fans. Aaron Judge is the true ch- home run king. Barry Bonds cheated. He should. Those records don't count. Mark McGuire's 70 home runs don't count. 
Mark McGuire hit 70 home runs the year you won the World Series in 1998. So why does Mark McGuire get erased from books, but your championship stands with a plethora of players on that team who are on the Mitchell Report? And not one Yankee fan has been able to explain that to me. They don't. They have no explanation. They give me, well, you know, not everyone on the team cheated. That that is not an explanation. No one could, but, but I'm okay if you want to say, look, Aaron Judge is 62 American League home runs, but but don't don't disparage Bonds in this case. And Bonds is an ass, right? But when and these guys were hitting home runs when you were winning championships those same years. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's a, it's a fair point. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. Yep. Uh, but no one's um, wanting to mix it up with us tonight, Coop. Like only Jeff in the chats. Like tell that to Pete Rose. He's the only one. Like with the like everyone else is. Just uh, well, like, everyone knows about Pete Rose. Just, Duke, everyone else is just letting us duke it out here. Yeah. So, all right. Before we kind of get into tonight, I have, I have the contest. Okay, but I have to talk about two contests tonight. All right. Mm. So, so first thing is first, right? You know, I say this every week on Cigar Coop when we do a contest. I am not making you follow me on Instagram. We should, I, Coop. We should fucking I should. Just do that. And after and after this one, maybe I should, right? I don't make you tag five friends like and annoy your five friends getting tagged. Right. We probably don't want to be tagged. Right. I don't do that. Right. I make it and I don't I make it easy. Right. And I got a couple of beer steins. OK. From the great folks at J.C. Newman. I'm going to show oh, a picture nice, man. of this. Right. Because I actually am a little upset. OK. About this. Not J.C. Newman. All right. But let me explain. So. This is the it's a beautiful glass boot shaped beer stein. These are limited edition. Now you can get these; they're not impossible to get. But you got to go out and buy some Brickhouse cigars, right? Sure. Now I'm not trying to compete with JC Newman. They sent me a couple of these, right? So what do I do? I said, you know what? I'm going to share these with my audience, right? I got two of them, right? And I'm going to make a contest, right? And all you have to do is tell me your favorite Brickhouse cigar and beer pair. That's all you need to do, and comment on this page. Okay. I want to highlight the number of comments I've gotten in the past five days. 11. That is pathetic. That is pathetic, guys. I'm giving away good stuff. I'm not making you go crazy. All you got to do is go down here and you put your comments in. You can see people put comments in. And I said, if we get to 25, I'll give away the second one. Bear, I may not get to the second one at this point. Okay. This is running to the end. Of, you may get that beer stein, right? Well, it's funny if we aren't getting enough. Views. I, I said that in the contest. We had to get to 25 to get two. I figured the, we'd get that one day. Original Brickhouse. It's actually funny. The original Brickhouse pairs really well with our Oktoberfest beer. Oh, Just, it totally does. You can make it up, though. You don't, you don't have to, like, be, you know, what I'm I mean, saying. I'm I just show. didn't. No, I'm right. Just right. So, yeah, <laughs> I said after this is what. I, so where are my contest entries, guys? Because and I'm, I'm being serious. If if we don't get response back on these contests, right? Guess what? I'm not, the companies are not going to want to do this stuff anymore. Okay, because we're not getting enough stuff. So, I mean, is the if you guys don't like the prize, let me. I think the prize is pretty cool. I mean, honestly, this is a nice this is a nice beer stein. It's collectible. I mean, if you're into, you can put cigar bands in it if you don't want. I, I was actually thinking of using the other for cigar bands, right? Because I don't really drink. I mean, it's something I don't want to like put. You know, worry about breaking it or anything, right? So all you got to do is go to Cigar Coop, you click on this, and tell me your beer pairing. Uh, and by the way. 
I don't sell your name to anybody. You have 100% privacy. No one's getting your contact information. It is 100% privacy. So You won't sell your name, but I, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but, but come on, guys. Do I, I'm going to refresh. Do I have any comments? Where are the comments? Where, where is everyone's comments right now? There, there should be everyone in here should have a comment in it right now. So I want to know if you don't have, if you have not entered this contest, I want to know why. You know who should make a, put a comment there? You knew your best friend, A-Rod, should put a comment in there. A-Rod's yeah, eligible. I, I did say Cigar Media is not eligible. <laughs> and that usually pisses off the, I get every time I hear from the Randys and, you know, oh, well, what do you want about Cigar Media? I'm Randy, Randy about listen, Randy works for a brewery. He probably has like he 20. He works he for works, Well, he does, but I'm just saying he probably has like 20 beer stein boots, man. I'm just okay. saying. All I know is. Randy's with the dojo guys. We go to the dojo house in Florida and they had a ton of H99 Liga Provadas, right? He's getting stuff from companies. When you, when you I know somebody, I, you know somebody, man. I want our fans to get this stuff. That's my point, right? I, okay. Yeah, I agree. If you're in the media, you get perks, right? That's why the media people are not eligible. That's why people who are, who are reps are not eligible. I save this stuff for you guys and I don't, I don't get a lot of time. I want to see, is there a comment? Someone explain to me why you have not entered this contest. I mean, do you not want the beer stein? I mean, <laughs> well, apparently Alex Lancaster doesn't because he hasn't had a beer in 25 years. But water okay, would, you could water you say would water. look really cool. I will, there, yeah. I will accept, honestly, I'll accept anything as long as it's in there. So if you don't drink beer, that's fine. Right. And I'll even, I'll fair even enough, say, Alex, you heard it right here. Go put yeah, a comment. Yeah. I mean, if the what point would you is, pair with your brick house cigar? I mean, I would understand if you can't drink beer or you're not drinking alcohol, that's totally understandable. I mean, no one, I would not think you on that. No. I mean, if you but put I, in, yeah, I think I, Alex is definitely in the minority of people who drink, mm-hmm. don't drink beer, though. I don't. So, yeah. Yeah. So I want to call you I out, give, Alex. And by the way, it's you everybody know else. You know, what's interesting when we get to like 14 or 15, the odds will go up if you if we get to 25 because there'll be two of these out there. So the odds it's it, the odds are going to start going up once I add the second one in at 25. So so there's some benefit to try to get people to enter this contest right now because your odds could actually go up. Then they'll go back the down. Right amount of people. Yeah. You want to yeah. like when you, there's like 24 uh, per people uh, like in it, right, you like want to recruit right. one more person. Hey, yeah. don't tell anybody. Just How go do, do this. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, come on guys. We need, it's honestly, it, it helps support us as well. I mean, and it's a good contest. Like I said, if, if it's not a good contest, I want to know why it's not a good contest and we'll make some changes to that. Right. You know, is it too hard? Is it not a good enough? I mean, these are things, and I'll certainly give feedback on these things too. So, um, like I said, it, I put this out there, and I'm like, I feel like I'm uh, Jerry Lewis at the Terrathon. Like, you know, like come, on, I got this beer. So I'm, I'm giving it away. I'm, I'm, I'm paying for the shipping. These are glass, by the way. These are not going to be cheap to <laughs> ship, right? I'm taking a loss on these for you guys. Okay. Now you're jigsing yourself. They're gonna fucking arrive broken. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> I still don't have another comment here. <laughs> All right, I give up, guys. I give up. We'll post it in the post it in the chat. Let someone put the link. Make it even I, easier. I will. Do it. So anyway, okay. So the bottom line is, guys, we're going to post this in the chat. It'll be in the show notes later if you're listening later. Yeah, on. it's but on go the to, you go go to to Cooper, it's right at the top. It's even pinned to the top of the page. Just go in there. Oh, hey, I'm and sorry. he's opening it up. It, if you don't drink beer, that's totally cool. You, but you what, would you, what would you pair your cigars to get one of these? I, what would you pair your cigar, your brick house cigar, yeah, with and put in that beer stand? Yeah, yeah, and I'll accept the non-beer answers on these. By the way, just so you know, I, honestly, I'm not trying to. Again, we're not trying it's to. Yours make to win, Alex. I'm rooting for you, pal. But by the way, if you want to tag two or four friends and 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 make sure you're following, <laughs> like like, we go ahead. Do it now. I, we I need to do that next time. Not, hey. Knock yourself out on this one. All right. 
Let's get to our second contest, okay? We'll make it easier, man. Just like tag two friends. We'll make it even easier. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, there's no hashtags involved in this one either, right? There you go. So, so yeah, you don't have to hashtag it, right? You got, <laughs> I love you guys. I want to be giving a lot of this stuff away. I love giving stuff away. So, come on, guys. Yeah. But I want the – but actually, I'm really looking for feedback. If this is not something of interest, let me know. I mean, because that certainly helps when we're doing these things. Yeah. But we had a, I mean, I'm sorry, we did the same thing with the Drew Estate Humanoids, and we, you know, so I know maybe we change have a headline. Maybe change the headline. Like maybe people don't know it's a contest. I mean, maybe, other than maybe you're right, Bear. Oh, we'll do that. We'll we'll absolutely do that. Just if it's pinned to the top of the page. No, uh, I think that's a good comment, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it says good contest time. at the end, but maybe if we put contest at the beginning, so it's enter the contest here. Yeah. Maybe as a, maybe as like a sub a sub yeah. a subtext or something. Yeah. As a title. Yep. Yeah, I, I, it's not a bad idea. I, I like that. I, I could buy with that. All right. So let's get to our second contest here. Um, and I do have a question, but if you want to trump the question there, um, we're giving away. Oh, of course, I don't have it up. Okay, now I got it up. Let me share it. Uh, another Vega Fina gift pack. Uh, Skip H was the winner of the last one. So he Oh, nice. It. Yep, Skip Happy. Right? I think I got the name right. So I am trying to announce who the winner is by the next show. I think it's uh, half key. Half he's key gonna, yeah, I he's, know. He's watching right now because he's. Yeah, and it's on show. your and skip. It's on its way. I talked to Alta this actually today on it. So. So, yeah, uh, you should have it by the end of the week. And Help us out, Skip. How do you pronounce your last name? Because if Coop mispronounced it, I'm going to hold it over his head. Oh, uh, yeah, he will. Skip's a loyal guy, by the way. Um. Okay, but Skip, I can't give you another one of these this week, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but you're eligible for the next one after that. So, um, Vega Fina giveaway pack. You got this smartphone wallet uh, to put your phone in, I guess. Uh, the custom wireless earbuds, which work great. Uh, the Vega Fina lighter and the Vega Fina water bottle, right? So, our contest works like this it's for the live audience, and the live audience um, gets a question. You answer the question in the uh, Facebook live stream in the comment session on the Cigar Coop page. Um, so, Bear, I have a question, but if not, if you had one, I, you could trump it. But if not, I have a question. Ready? No, go ahead. All right. The blend for the Vega Fina, 1998. Okay. So, which, by the way, let me just say this. Uh, you could always find these answers on Cigar Coop. So, I don't. you should never get these wrong. All right. But the uh, blend for the Vega Fina 1958, I want to know the country the binder comes from. Binder. The yeah, binder, not the wrapper, not the filler. The binder, Vega Fina 1998. I'll even accept the region right on this one. So the binder, and you hashtag it, hashtag VF. Easy enough. I mean, so again, easy to enter. You open right, book on Cigar Coop. You could get the answer. You could Google. Let me, the, let me do the recap. Here we go. Yep. All right, everybody. Put your pencils down. Go to your cigar browser. Go to your internet browser. Right. Go to cigar-coop.com. You should have the page favorited, but if you don't, that's totally fine. Cigar-coop.com. Cigar-coop.com. Search bar in the right-hand corner. You're going to type in Vega Fina. It's the first story that pops up. You're going to go in there. You're going to tell us what the binder is in this chat on the Cigar Coop Facebook page, live Absolutely. chat feed. You're going to tell us the binder. The binder. You're going to hashtag VF. That's pound sign VF 
or number VF if you're really fucking old like my parents. <laughs> or like me. Okay? <laughs> Hashtag VF. All right. Hashtag VF. And the name of the, 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 excuse me, the country of origin or again, region. Okay. Of origin for the binder for the Vegafina uh, cigar that we're talking about. So really cool price pack. Look, those flasks are fucking awesome, man. Like, it says water bottle over there. It it's like a do flask, it. yeah. It's like a flask. Those things are, they're like, um, they're like Yetis, man. They're like, they hold, um, they hold temperature extremely well. They're vacuum sealed and everything and triple wall and stuff like that. So, so, um, check it out. Richard, yeah. I see the name. Uh, I see the answer in there yeah. with a question mark. Go All to cigar right. man. The answer's right there for you. Okay. All right. There's a question here from Steve Newman I want to address. Uh, do we share our program in other cigar groups? The answer is no. Um, we have been, we, we kind of want to respect the groups. Okay. Um, and so at least on this show, I've made a decision not to do that. Um, and if it means, but now I'll just say this, we've never had a low contest turnout like we've had with this before. So, you know, like I said, we, it's worked successfully for us. And this is a, my sense of more perplexed at this point. Yeah, yeah, I'm perplexed why we're not. We're, we already have more answers, I think, for the for the Vega Fina one than we got. We got one entry in, uh, so far for the, for the for the boot, for the glass, the glass beer slime. So um, I am perplexed and I'm trying to get feedback. But yeah. So, Steve, yeah, the, the answer is a decision was made by me very early on that these shows would not be put, put into multiple groups. If people want to share them, we, I thank them very much. And um, but that's a policy decision that I've made. Um, and but please share, I, yeah. <laughs> please share. We appreciate you know, we appreciate it if you share. But yeah, um, honestly, we, like I said, we want people on the Cigar Coop page also. Uh, but like I said, these contests are driven from my website, which is like I said, we we have not ever had a problem with low contest response before. That's why it's it's kind of we just we just ran a contest. Uh, a big, a big one earlier this year. So, I just want to know if it's giving the feedback on it. You know, why, you know, why haven't you entered it? So, I don't think most people know this. Like the layman understands this. That mm-hmm. Oktoberfest actually takes place during September. I think the layman actually does not understand this. Um, so, but maybe I'm wrong about that, and people are like already like it's October 11th, Coop. Why are you running an Oktoberfest contest? Maybe I'm trying to give as much benefit of the doubt all around here. You can save it for next year, though, right? I mean, it's it's like sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> or just have a kick-ass burst on it. Doesn't matter what. I it I am fundamentally perplexed on this one. Like I'm sitting here, like I actually think these are cool, right? I was like, you know, and I'm I'm telling people also, hey, go buy the J. You know, like you only got to buy seven cigars at your local J C Newman, right? And guess what? You'll get one of those, right? So you could, yeah, you know, you you get, you know. I, so if you want to go buy seven cigars, go ahead and do that, right? Uh, but I see people going to buy the seven cigars. I'm giving one away for free. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not selling your information. I'm not making you go through hoops for things, right? So, what's up? <laughs> um. So yeah. Crazy. Crazy. I think I think they're all siding with me secretly, Coop, because yeah. they're they're on my side about you hurting my feelings about the whole A Rod thing. So it's <laughs> probably what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I feel like Dave Garofalo with the Lanceros. <laughs> I actually do. I feel like they, I know what Dave's going through. He can't sell those Lanceros. <laughs> he bought those like Cigar Authority. He didn't. He had those Cigar Authority like 12th anniversary cigar Lanceros made. 
He had like 200 boxes, and I think he's got like 90 of them left for like the last three or four months. He can't get rid of them. So, who made them? That's a good question, actually. I don't know. Okay. But I, you know what? I actually wonder if that is a little bit of the problem, not so much Lance. I think people do want to know where cigars come from. I think today's. I mean, consumer, I, obviously, I, I obviously I do. Um, I'm sure it's I a mean, good fact. I mean, I'm Dave's sure, got, Dave's got good taste, so it's not like a good I'm, taste, and he's got he works with really good good partners. So I'm I'm assuming, but maybe they wouldn't let him do it either. So and maybe his hands may be tied. You know, it'd be funny as many times as we've had this discussion with Nick Perdomo on the show, right? About why why he doesn't make Lanceros. Yeah, uh, he doesn't. And if if he actually made it for him, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, it'd be, it, think about it. It'd probably be the only time that he would, right? Because he's. It, it's not that he can't. It's not that they don't. It's not that he doesn't want to. It's just he makes cigars for the cigar consumer. He's he's said that on the show, and the cigar yeah. consumer doesn't want it. As much as we have, like, but in myself included, as much as we have, like, like you know, fervent fans. Yeah. You know of of um, of the Lancero Vitola. I mean, I think he's doing something right. So. It's pretty damn successful, so yeah, you, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I agree, but I don't that'd think be, I, I don't funny think it was him. <laughs> I yeah, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to spread rumors. I just thought it would, you know, just out of the, the, because of the conversations we've had, I thought it'd be funny. So <laughs> interesting. All right, so we actually have a real, we have a show tonight. Real show. We have, we have, we, we have a real <laughs> show. As opposed to, as opposed to all the other <laughs> primetime special editions. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> FYI, those those were all practice guys. This uh, is the real one. Okay. All right, I I got a I got a baseball update. Four one Yankees. Don't care. Yeah, well, one nothing Dodgers. So, uh, all right. So, first thing is we we have a we're gonna be doing two things tonight in kind of in parallel. Uh, we're gonna be wrapping up uh the aging experiment on the Aladino Corojo. Reserve of Figurado. Um, what is the aging experiment? It's a concept that Bear and I came up with a few years ago. And we take a cigar and we smoke it. We put two other cigars in our humidor as a side at like that time. Right? We, right. we take one out in six months. And then we take another one out six months after that. And we smoke each of those on the air. And we kind of go through the observations that we have now here's what's really unique about this aging experiment we got these cigars like right out of the like we got these pre-release man i, I mean, mean like a week before they came out a week before yeah they were they were pre-release but they were part of the production batch right so we got these pretty like and i liked how we did it, it was something that because something when we buy stuff we don't know how long it's on the shelf we know that these were not even like i know that this box was sent to me directly from jre so I said to Bear, I said, this is a pretty good cigar. We, we had another cigar in mind. We couldn't get it, right? So we went and did this. Um, and we, we did the first one in June of 2021. Uh, we had a little bit of a delay uh, with the second. Um, and that was a lot of stuff going on uh, earlier in the year. So we did the second one actually in March of 2022. Yeah. And then... I had the oral surgery, so this one got delayed a little bit again, and this is the final smoke of this. So uh, it's, it's it's smack dab in the middle of it. You think about it, too. Like, okay, so we're a little bit late on it. So ideally, we wanted to do this at uh, new six months in a year, right? Yeah. 
life happens. Yep. And, uh, and so we went basically nine months and smack dab in the middle between a year and a year and a half or it's 16 months. Yep. So, um, I mean, I think, um, optimally like the, based on the experience last time, I think this is a good time period to, to assess it. Cause we've already, we've always seen that the, this particular tobacco in that they use for the Corojo reserve of Atolas and stuff. We we've, we've often commented on it, how it, it does stuff with age. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually kind of excited that we went a little bit longer. I've got two more that I have set for two years and, and four years, just cause I nerd out on this kind of stuff. Right. Um, so I want to see what it does. So I'm anxious. I'm anxious to kind of see where it is at this point. And so, um, I spoke to a 10 year old, uh, Camacho Criollo today. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you smoked the one from like Camacho Camacho. Yeah. Yeah. Great cigar. Yeah. Great cigar. Um, how was it? I mean, um, it lost a lot of its, I mean, it lost a lot of its care, uh, you know, it's the, you know, spiciness. It was really, really subtle, uh, uh, really nice kind of like umami flavor to it. There was a lot of like, uh, you know, I kind of got like some nice little vegetables, vegetal stock, not like vegetal note, like not like herb, not herbal, but more like veggie kind of stock. You know, that very savory umami flavor, salt, pepper, mushroom thing going going with it. Um, It had a nice little sweetness in the first third uh, that I really enjoyed. Um, That was kind of um, (laughs) kind of apple-y. Couldn't decide if it was apple or pear. But it was like around those notes. Very fall. It was almost. A, it was very appropriate seasonally. I did not obviously plan that on purpose. I didn't know what it was going to taste like, but it was very. It was very fall. Like you think of apples so and pears. It wasn't and, that overly. Like, like sometimes those get overly cedary with being in the humidor that long. So you didn't have that problem. No, I, I mean it had some wood characteristic to it, um, particularly on the. Can put, can put, I mean, interestingly enough, you mentioned that it, on the retrohale, it was a little woody, uh, but on the flavor component, it really wasn't. Mind you, it stayed in the cello too. So right. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I've I've really tried I've really tried not taking cigars out of cellophane, just because like um, they, they I, just they just start tasting the same. Yeah, they start tasting this. Like I said, we this debate has been one of these. I have a position on this debate, and I'm what you bear. I am not. I am. I am not. Um, what's the word? I am not on team cell. I'm sorry. I am on Team Cello. What did I say? I am on Team Cello. With you on this one? Yeah. I mean, I'm anti tube. You take. Yeah, I'm anti. Tubes. I'm anti tube as well. I've had nothing but problems with tubes. I I, I actually just don't want to have tubes anymore. They. Uh, Sorry about cigars, still everybody. Don't lose your shit. Okay, keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, but I am on this this Team Cello. I uh, companies spend money to. Have, like Nick Perdomo's got a solo, but makes his own cellophane and everything. So, uh, there's good reason why he does it. You know, when Cap, when Dr. Caffrey was actually manufacturing in Honduras, he made his own cello too, or or sourced his own cellophane, uh-huh. and it was really good cellophane too. It's really good. It's crazy. 
Yeah, no, I agree. So uh, you can tell the I, difference. I will let it breathe a little sometimes. Uh, you know who really used to do cool things with Cello was uh, I don't know if he still does it. Is Santana Diaz of uh, the Crossier? He used to put the little holes in the like he used like Cello that was breathable. Yeah. No, I remember, I, I, and I'm not trying to be disparaging of, of him. Like I, I thought that was pretty brilliant because I thought I always thought texturally the cellophane was cheaper right but i remember he made he i mean made the conscious effort and the labor of, of actually putting the holes in and stuff like that so yep. i thought that was pretty cool i did too i did too i did too so we are gonna we're gonna light this up uh we'll give um we'll kind of give some thoughts as we're going through this uh and then while so we're not boring people talking about this cigar uh endlessly not that we bore people, but we we could. Uh, we'll start our second segment concurrently, which is so power ratings. introduction. <laughs> yeah, power ratings for cigar companies. So I'll just mention what that is. Um, you know, it's like our ranking, power ranking, not ratings. Right, that's power rankings. Yes. So much like you see, ESPN ranks the NFL teams, or the Associated Press ranks the college football teams. We're going to do the same with cigar companies. Uh, we're going to make this a organic exercise, so we will come back and probably revisit this at some point in a few months and see who's moved up or down onto the list, off to the list. So we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll get into that in a little bit. Let's kind of cut and light uh, the Corojo Reserva. Um, all Honduran tobacco, uh, all Corojo, and it's some of the higher priming Corojo from Julio Aroa's farm. Um, so they, the Corojo Reserva is a line of four, what did I say, four sizes. They have a Robusto, a Toro, the, fig, the box press Figurado, and a limited Corona size that comes out once a year. Um, so this was the only, this is the only box press of the size, uh, 100% Corojo. And like I said, it's some of the higher priming tobacco, the Robusto size was the 2018 Cigar Coupe Cigar of the Year. Great cigar. Yep. So, um, and so what I'm going to do is, uh, if you're, I'm going to pull did it out. Your, how, how discolored did your tissue get? Not much. Mine got, it's really hard to tell with the spotlight, dude. Like, it, yeah. mine, got, mine got yellow. Mine yellowed. Mine didn't really yellow. It's it's still again. It's hard to tell maybe with the light here, but it's it's really bad in here. I was looking at it in my office that has a little bit uh, more top lighting rather than this cross lighting that we use for the show. Yeah, and it's crazy. It yellowed. Um, now these um, did you have any cigars that were unsellowed near it? Um, because sometimes okay. now. It doesn't okay, have to be right so, against it, but sometimes the oils evaporate and then they land back on this. So or is no, it the uh, inside? Or is yours the inside? Is yours on the inside discolored? Oh, great, great question. So um, I actually um, I actually uh, had this in its own uh, separate, very small humidor that I was gifted a long time ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. I mean, it, it's not like I gave up a bunch of space for it. It's a little, it's a little twenty counter. It was pretty. It's perfect for our aging experiment. I've that's where I keep all three cigars. I, th I have a Boveda pack in there, uh, sixty-five. 
And that's what I've been keeping it at. Okay. So, uh, this I put this in the review humidor of the Cigar Coupe, which is an Adu, an which is actually, it's a cooler Um, But I don't run the cooling unit. I just run the uh, humidification in there. So um, this is the first time I've looked at this or, uh, or I can with some, like, committed this to memory. Uh-huh. Um, you've smoked plenty of abuelos, right? Yes. Have you heard Dave Dave talk about this? Dave Garofalo talk about the uh, the cinnamon swirl? Yes. Uh, which is what you see. You can see some of the higher priming tobaccos. And this this has it. Let me see. This here. has a cinnamon swirl. Yeah, you got to like hold it up again. You got a really good one. Yeah, mine's not. Well, mine's like uh, not. I don't quite have it. So. So I get the uh, the actual cigar itself, uh, like the wrapper, uh-huh. has a nice, sweet leather aroma to it, and the yep. foot a very that uh, that what we call that that barnyard, yep, hay, yep, earthy, agree, and very faint. There's something sweet. It's a little raisiny. But very, very subtle. I don't know if you're getting any of that. That's that's not getting a raisin, but I'm getting uh, I am getting a sweetness coming off of it. But you see how I can smell the foot without seasoning without sneezing? Yeah, because it's because it's not in my father's cigar. Happens every time. Can't tell you why. Just does. Um, we just kind of recap and bear. Correct me if I'm wrong here. We we like I said we we smoked this twice before, and I think the first time we went through it, we concluded pretty new, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not. I, I don't think we said it was young per se, but could could probably use a little more time. Sure. The second time through, I think we definitely saw this blend start to come together at least my impression of it coming out was it wasn't far enough along for me yet you know it still had a little more way to go i felt there was more potential like it was and that was when we did the um lake harem right that was completely different where we knew it peaked after the six months we didn't expect it to go with that we didn't expect further aging to work on that as well because it was at an apex it was i don't think this was at the apex in six months no yeah. Or nine, actually, as we nine. Yeah. So we were at nine. Yeah. So now we're at uh, we are at 15 months. No, 16 months here. 16 months. 16 months here. Yeah. OK. Yep. I cut mine with a guillotine at a slight angle. I cut mine with a straight. I cut. I don't have my 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 uh credo tea tonight but uh i went okay i went slightly but i usually guess it's me just you know not cutting one but I, I try to keep a lot of taper on this thing yeah so just so you know what i took off um you see what i took off so it's, i didn't There's like mine. i didn't clock that thing yeah is what i'm saying i try to keep the narrow ring gauge uh where it's manageable yeah um will i sometimes 
take a little more off. Yes. And I'll, I'll use the slobber cutter to do that. You know what I mean? So I, I do have, I do. Have, by the way, I have a slobber cutter. I, I'm not afraid to admit it, but I don't let anyone use the slobber cutter. But I, but I, re- I don't try to use that slobber cutter unless I absolutely have to. Still, only have one person entered the contest tonight. <laughs> I can't let Is this, this going to go. be one of those things you just fucking won't let go. I can't let this one go, and I have no feedback from anybody. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, that's not true. Steve asked you the question. Steve asked very, and that was very good, and that's a very good question. Yes, by the way, a very good question. That's why I wanted to address that. Um, and by the way, folks who do do that in groups, I'm not judging them either. Just so you know, so I'm just saying, I made that decision a long time ago. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm lighting. I'm toasting it with some matches first. Of course you are. I just want to get some aroma. By the way, while we're toasting this, folks, if you have a cigar that you want us to do an aging experiment on, um, preferably something that's hitting the market soon. Or just hit the market. Or just hit the market, yeah, because we want to try to get these where they haven't been in the stores for a long time. You know, kind of what we got here. Uh, put it in the chat. Or email coop at cigar coop.com. Don't make it complicated. It won't be it won't be a beer <laughs> sign given away, but uh by the way, we have kind I hope I have Vega Fina entries tonight. There is. Okay. We have Vega Fina entries. I want to know if you entered the Vega Fina contest, why you didn't enter the other kind. You, by the way, you can enter both. Maybe, by maybe the they did. Maybe yeah. they already did. I don't know who did it. I'm seeing if well, I'm actually seeing if there's some comments that are held. Sometimes the comments get held. I do have a comment that's held. Okay, there is one comment that got held. So it was out, Ale- but that was Alex's. I saw that one. Already. Yeah. So he's in there. Okay. And by the way, I have to moderate the comments for spam, but but I moderate my term around very quickly. I, I checked that thing all day. So so we're yeah, we got two. Thank you, Alex, by the way. And and, and uh I will actually be amending this. Well, saying, yeah, good. Yeah, because he, he felt want- discriminated against. So no, absolutely. We we uh we will allow it. Um because some people don't don't drink. There so um so the, the the toasted aroma that I was getting off the foot before I lit it with my match, mm-hmm. I was getting some like really faint cedar. Yep. So I got some cedar and sweetness right out of the gate with this. Um, I could tell you point blank, this is much sweeter start than I've had with the other two. And I've took a few draws on this thing already, but. I mean, because I remember the first one we had, it wasn't rough, but it was in my face that that was some pepper and stuff. This one's got a lot more sweetness. Yeah, the first no, the first one is like crispy, man. It had like this this bite to it, this smack. Yeah, like just just you know, there's, kinda... there's people who like cigars like that, by the way. Yeah, no, I, like yeah. So, See, this is the this is the like this this is the thing about like subjective right. reviewing, right? Right. Because like you can go on you can go on and review a cigar and say this cigar was terrible because it tasted like this and it tasted like this and it tasted like this. And then there's some guys reading the article saying that sounds pretty good to me. And that's the thing; it's subjective, right? Yeah. And it's and I think I think that's the thing that kind of gets lost 
when we talk about this or when people like people's feelings get hurt, you know, despite my commentary about on the last round, the round um, table where I was saying, how could cigar aficionado have given that to the, to the Alec Bradley coil uh, when it's the best cigar in the, in it's the best Vitola in that blend. But yeah, that, that, that all joking aside, like when we were reading uh, that, yeah. All joking aside, the way it kind of read, I was like, okay, clearly, okay, there's something. It got me thinking, honestly, to actually bring this up tonight. Like th- the review that I read in that case, like sounded very pleasant, right? It sounded like, oh, this is something positive, yeah. right? Maybe to the person who reviewed it, it wasn't. Maybe they don't like honey, right? Yep. It could happen. I don't know why. Yep. Honey's delicious, but you know, some people may not like it. There's a sweetness I'm getting. Like off the like now that I haven't gotten on any of these before. Um, I have it in that pruny, that prune sweetness kind of. You want to say raisin? It's not quite as sweet as a raisin. It's a little more subdued than than that. But I don't know if there's something like a, a half sweetened raisin or something. But semi sweet. Yeah. Raisin. Normally raisins, uh, raisiny sweetness is a sign of youngness to me. But there are times I've gotten it up the cigar where it's not. Unless you smoke the La Florida Minicana Colorado Scuro, man. That thing is the that thing always. I mean, unless you really Uh, age it out, yeah, like that. Dude, that raisiny sweetness is just part of that tobacco that they cultivate. It's it's uncanny. It's so good. Um, you know this. We I think we said that this cigar fell somewhere between the Toro and the Robusto in terms of strength. But it feels like the strength came down significantly on this one. Like it's probably bordering on medium. The medium no, remember, Cope, remember though, we were saying that about the first one. We, the first time we were smoking this one and I kicked up and we we're yeah. like, and we we're like, Oh, like, yeah, I kind of, it smacked you in the face with flavor, yeah. Yeah. but the body wasn't there. And then we like kept smoking. We we're like, Oh shit. There it yeah. is. Yeah. So, I mean, watch out. I mean, this thing could still kick us in the pants. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, you know, I think the Robusto and the Corona are the two strongest blends, you know, in terms of strength. Uh, yes, the original the original to me is the strongest. Yeah, I mean, to me. With all the, the lines, great, uh, but that Robusto is the bell of the ball. It's an epic mm-hmm. smoke. Um. You know, when I was up at Cigar Authority, uh, Mr. Jonathan is like a huge fan of that cigar. Oh, yeah. He loves he loves aging them and everything like that. He, that oh, I, yeah, he, I mean, he knows everything about that cigar. It's it's um, smokes and, every day. And he yeah, he yeah. And he knew I gave a cigar a year and he actually, you know, he, he, he treated me to several cigars that day. He was really nice. Um, you know, so he, uh, you know. They gave me, you know, I smoked one of those after the uh, cigar authority. He didn't and, do it uh, just to piss Barry off. He was <laughs> no, no. Barry behaved himself. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, so I'll tell you a little f- funny story about that real quick. Uh, Dave wanted to take uh, take us over to um, his Nashua store, and I'm smoking this. I'm like, damn, I don't want to put this. Like, yeah, Dave, can I have a few more minutes with this? He's like, oh, you can take it in the car. He's like, he goes, smoking is required in my car. He's like, it's all like, oh, great. So I took it in the car. Uh, Dave's one of the few people that I've interviewed that actually was smoking in his house. Dave smokes in his house. Dave smokes in his house. Um, 
He's one of the few people that I've yeah. interviewed that have, were actually smoking in their house. Yeah. You know who another person smoking in their house was? Well, I smoke well. C- Cynthia Fuente. That was another one. Yeah, they were smoking. I, in their I, house. I'm going to say I don't smoke in the house, but it's a garage. But you know, it is. Um, have I smoked in my house? I have. Uh, rare occasions, but I have. Uh, it's usually the up. My I have an office upstairs, um, and I can open the window, and I've I've done that. But it's it's, um, you know, I don't have. It's kind of it, that office upstairs is cramped. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a is, by is, way, it's an absolute Mrs. mess. Mrs. Cooper watching. Does she know? She knows. I mean, she she knows. I mean, but the times I've done, I mean, I have the window open and everything. It's it's it, it doesn't nothing's gotten ever in the house. You know, I'll leave the window open, just put the thing out, kind of out, you know. So, and I'll blow smoke out the window. So, but I, I mean, I, I, I've been in this house 14 years. I maybe done that three times. So, I don't do it that often. I mean, I'm very comfortable. I have, I have everything I need right here TV, stereo, cigars, refrigerator, you know, heat, air conditioning. Good stuff. Yeah. This is a. I'm. I'm really liking some of the flavor components. I'm really liking. I mean, right out of the gate, because uh, this was an aggressive cigar out of the gate, from I remember both times. But you know, I remember the tapering is is. The only thing I'll say is, let me back up before I go to the tape. How's your draw? Oh, it's sensational. Sensational. It's. I don't remember what was the drawers. Were they a little more open last time or no? The first one was op- more open than this. Yeah. The second one was significantly tighter than this. Yes. Okay. This one seems to be in that sweet, the Ben Lee milkshake. Sweet spot. But man, yeah. it is. It, it's this. These flavors are smooth. Are smoothed out a lot. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it so far. Wow. So uh, I'm getting a little bit of. I wouldn't say it's raisiny. I would actually just go ahead and call it plum, like yeah. just plum sweetness to it. It's it's There's, probably a little more that stone fruit plum, yeah. Um, it's pretty rich. There's some spice on the on the retro. It's not as pronounced. It's a it's a hold on. You getting a crescendo of flavor yet? That comes later, Coop. That comes later. Everything, uh, everything, everything crescendos. <laughs> okay, so here's something interesting. Yeah, and I was making sure I was right on this. The retro hail is really bold. Yes. But it's short. It's a short finish on the retro. That's why, you know, I'm the short finish guy. I like the short finish. I'm the guy I mean, like, it, it's a, it smacks the nose, man. It's but, got, but the Robusto doesn't do that. The Robusto's got a much longer one. Oh, God. Yeah. The original man has. I mean, because that one, that's the cigar that'll get you in trouble, man. See, if you do that shit on an empty stomach. And I'm shocked that Jonathan likes that cigar because Jonathan is not a retrohale. Well, he's not a retro. I shouldn't say I'm, not, I'm surprised. It's a stronger cigar, especially when you retrohale that Robusto. He's not a retrohaler. Like him and Dave are not retrohalers, which I was like, and, and I'm sure they've been told a, a thousand times the retrohale, but you know, that's how they enjoy the cigar. I mean, you can enjoy a cigar without retrohale. I don't really enjoy it as much. Yeah. Yeah, but it, you're right about the finish. You nailed that. 
I got some cedar. I feel a little bit of cedar and woody notes as well. I mean, I typically get that off a of Corojo. It's very Where, earthy. There's some hay flavor to it. Okay, so okay, so here's a little bit of a knot. Because mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's gonna go away. I'm praying it goes away. Because if it gets if it gets more pronounced, this is gonna take a really bad turn. There's just a very slight tinny metallic flavor on the finish on the mouth very slight uh yes i i don't think it will and i think i've i've tasted these on this blend before but we'll see by the way i'm, I'm gonna be seeing who's still on thursday so <laughs> he sees this <laughs> the thoughts of it's uh, not it's not it's not distracting like i'm literally like sitting here thinking no about but this I, I definitely i definitely like, am picking it up i definitely like picked it, it up if, as well like if we're just like sitting in here with the cigar, yeah. like this is an enjoyable yeah. experience so far. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm like enjoying the cigar. This is fantastic. Yeah. The draw yeah. is perfect. The construction's impeccable. Uh, but that's that's Aladino yeah. for you, man. This these cigars self-correct. I uh, my burn my burn. This is what I've had with this Figurado though. I can't get a perfect burn on this thing. Wait so for it, get... Just let it sit. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm rot- I'm doing the po- Jose Blanco puff and rotate, but. Yeah. Uh, the side that it needs to play catch up, hold it up in the air. Hold it vertical. It'll be fine. Okay. So, all right. Well, let's, let's, dude, let's get in this meat and the potatoes, man. We promised, we promised some fireworks a little bit. Yeah. You said you weren't going to shit talk. You threw me under the bus. So apparently now I have to shit talk. So let's just do this. Not, we're not going to. Oh, you I froze for a second. Out. I froze for So, um, uh, I was saying I, you threw me under the bus by t- talking some shit. So uh, I'm like, so you said you weren't going to do it. At least you weren't going to do it. So it means now I have to do it. Well, but well, I said, I'm not okay. really going to do it unless like the chat gets a little salty or you start like probing me and, and throwing no, some no, shit no, no, I don't, I, okay, we're not going to talk shit. I think this is so just, so just to reiterate, and I think Coop and I might have maybe slight different interpretations of this. Uh-huh. Um, but um this is this is power rankings of cigar brands or excuse me cigar companies rather yes. this is very very important distinction yeah cigar companies based on two criteria if i'm understanding the way that you set this up for me coop which right. was uh the most what we see what we see being smoked yep. and also um what they've also done in in recent memory i went back 12 months I considered the last twelve months. What did what did you go like last six last like? I went twelve months as well. So yeah, okay. and I, I should have said I looked at twelve months, uh, and then I looked at some his, a historical factor kind of. Correct. That Me played too. into so, that. Yeah. Um, we are. I did not look at sales, and there's a very important reason why I have sales. Almost there's only one or two companies that have ever disclosed sales numbers to me that I can think of maybe. Well, yeah. and I think that's also biased too, yeah. because if you think about, if you think about brands like Padron and Davidoff, which have upper echelon num- like sales right. and their volume is, is, is high. Right? right. And you think about Perdomo is an example, right? He doesn't have many cigars that float past the $15 mark. Right. Which is pretty much exclusively what Davidoff does. Right. Like that, we the sales numbers just it, 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 there's too much there's too much of a variable there. 
I agree. To, to really I, consider. I, I agree. Um, I agree. I agree for sure. Yeah. So, um, you're going to see, like I, when I did my list, it looked more like a college football list than the NFL, like ESPN ratings. That, that's how that actually, will, and I'll, I think you'll see that as the list evolves. What I mean by that. I don't want to give too much away on that. Um, I had a really hard time at number two and number three. I want to be honest. I, I guarantee you our number one is the same. And I guarantee our number two is not the same. Um, okay. But I, I, I'm going to predict we have big differences on this list. Just from okay. our, our green room thing. And I, don't, I think that's great. I think that's great. People can decide like which one. Uh, I am going to have just, you know, I'll have a scoreboard I'll put up where I'll, I'll you know, as we're, as we're doing the rankings, you'll be able to visually see them. So I'll cut to that scoreboard uh, every few times. Um, and I'll just show you. It's a, it's a highly, I mean, look, we do things here on the primetime show. We spare no expense. Um, I mean, look at what we're doing here. You're going to drop an Excel sheet already. <laughs> no graphic. Um, if I like, I love how Jordan on Dojo does it, uh, but I really need an off-screen guy to do graphics and stuff. I can't be doing that during the show. So some point maybe we'll have that. But Look, it's even untitled, everybody. Look how this is, this is really important shit here. Yeah. Uh, cool. So uh, you want to rock, paper, scissors? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I got to get your face back on the screen here. Oh, hang on. Okay. Here we go. So it's one, two, three, and then shoot with whatever you're doing. Okay. Yep. Ready? One, one two, two, three. Shoot. What are you doing? I can't see. It. You're not putting it in the camera. Okay. I'm going first. My yep. rock crust yep. is your scissors. Yeah. Got yep. it. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. So, uh, so what I consider. Okay. So this is the. So this is my power ranking number one. So what I again what I considered was. Uh, the significance in the last 12 months. I also looked at historical data and what I see people smoke. Yep. Uh, to me, this was an easy decision, uh, a combination of a lot of those factors. Uh, they've been, uh, ever since COVID happened, they've had incredible engagement across the board. Uh, they've delivered some really hyped up new products, uh, delivering uniqueness in these products, uh, their new releases. And they've done this all without attending the annual PCA trade shows, my number one in my power wait, rankings. Wait, wait, you, you, oh, wait, 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 wait. You went to the top first. Oh, so oh, we're going to go. Okay, okay, we'll go. You know what? Maybe we go. Maybe there's more drama if we go down. Okay. So so we'll stay with that. Okay, well, I already said it, so yes. Yeah, 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 we'll stay with that. <laughs> I was thinking it's we true. would count it up, but, but no, actually, I think it will create more drama who doesn't make the list. So I, I right. kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, so we'll do that. Yeah, maybe next time we'll go from the bottom up. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I actually no, 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 no harm, no foul. Okay, so Drew Estate is my number one on my power rankings list. All right. Um, I said we would have the same number one, and we do. Uh, this was a no-brainer with Drew Estate. Now I looked at product innovation also here, uh, as well. That's what as, I bet, but yeah, go ahead, yeah. please. I mean, it's you cannot uh, avoid product. Um, product innovation in this one and they have pro the releases they've come out with in the last uh year um the you know the 20 acre farm the connecticut grown florida sun grown blend um the nika rustica adobe which that was how they got the cigar at that price point is amazing yeah and you know now this blackened again it's a it's a triple maduro they're doing 
that's been on the Triple Maduro and they're doing it obviously with Metallica. Um, but you mentioned customer engagement. They've they've completely changed the model. Um, they have, you know, during they, I mean, they they were going during the pandemic a mile a minute. I mean, you couldn't keep up with them. They really responded well to that. They've gotten back out in the field. Uh, the Barn Smoker events got the relaunch this year. Um, there's excitement um, with Drew Estate. Uh, and, and guess what? Guess what? They cut all those skews. And I thought it was brilliant that they cut these. You know what? Trim the fat. Trim the fat. Cut the people you know, from your team that aren't, aren't making the cut. So I think it was a, I think it was a, I think it was a good pick. I think so. I knew we were going to have the same one with that one. Okay. So nothing crazy yep. there. Yep. Good stuff. Okay. Pretty straightforward. Right. You do your number two then. Okay. So now I'm going to, now I'm going to, um, this is going to be a surprise one. And I'm going to take, I'm sure people are going to look at me and they're going to say, well, Coop, you know, sponsor, blah, blah, blah. And I really don't care. Right. Um, I, you know, <laughs> but, but, you can't argue what Perdomo is doing. Um, Perdomo has got, I mean, they've got, that Perdomo army is powerful. Um, yeah. they, they are, look, Nick doesn't have to come out with a new cigar and people are smoking Perdomos. People are talking about Perdomos. People show up for a show when Nick Perdomo's on the show. Yeah. Um, his factory tours sell or out. Arthur Kemper, who's Arthur lesser Kemper. known. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they, they show up. They're clamoring for the factory tours again, right? They haven't done that. I can't count that unless I'm a... look Perdomo, I think has done. They didn't need to release a new product this year. There was no need for them to release a new product for the sake of if it wasn't ready, the 30th and wait on it. Uh, but there's you, you can't. This is not about what's new, but I, I tell you, I, I see it off social media as well. So a lot of things that I put on here are not necessarily Facebook cigars, okay? But I see people in stores, people who email me on a particular or comment on posts, people who view posts. I kind of looked at some of those factors. And I have I, I think Perdomo was a strong number two on my list, personally. Um, so I'm going with Perdomo, I'm going Perdomo number two. Uh, I would say that the, the one two is probably I I might have had Perdomo number one last year, and then Drew, like Drew State the year before. So, but there are two this year. Nice. Um, I would argue that the Immenso probably didn't have as much success. You know, Nick's a perfectionist, right? I think he didn't have as much success with it as he probably would have wanted. It was a targeted market he was going after um, with that. Yeah. yeah. But I love the way he knew rebranded and everything. Um, it's, good it's a good and, cigar. Uh, thanks for teeing me up and make, he's now going to be pissed at me, but that's fine. Um, so you're right. We do have a different number He's going to be mad at me. He's not number one. I mean, it's all... true. Actually, actually, <laughs> he might hate you more. He's going to hate me more. Than number he's, one. Like, yeah. like, he's like, I can forgive Bear where he and uh, <laughs> so. Um, but my number two, my number two is not Perdomo, but it, it look, this one was, this one was really difficult. I went back and forth between my number two and number three. And since I'll be going back to back here, I'll, I'll share them in, in sequential order. But my number two is, uh, is Arturo Fuente. Okay. So, so I, I looked at, 
what I, again, I consider like historical da data here. Um, and like when I, when I was working in humidors, man, I mean, it, people were always grabbing Fuentes, all kinds of Fuentes, everything from like curly heads to Opus X. Right. Yeah. And I didn't have Ben Lee as a customer. So I, right. you know, my, my, my Opus X's were spread around, you know? Right. So, um, and what they've done in the past 12 months. Yeah. You could say like the, the rare pinks was about 12 months ago. Um, and that really hit with the bang. Uh, their collaboration, well, it, again, it's not going to be available to the masses, really. But this collaboration, really, I mean, I, it, I think, I mean, I think it re-stimulated the market for for Arturo Fuente and and for the uh, their partner Padron uh, right. in the project, right? But uh, we're going to talk about. Pro I imagine Padron will probably come up later in discussion, so I'll save it for then. But the point of what I'm trying to make about Fuente is that they've really established a presence you know carlito is uh more in the public eye than he's ever been and i think you know his his desire to carry on his father's legacy this isn't really about him he's not on a right. and he's even said this this isn't about a tour for him this is about a tour for his family and you know his father was very you know cards close to the vest and he didn't he didn't share a lot of his story and now he is sharing his father's story and um and yes liana has departed the company officially but she's a fuente she'll always be part of it yep um and she'll always be part of the industry for that matter so the there it's it's a very powerful family and it, when you think about some of the other companies that we'll probably mention on this list arturo fuente manufactures a fraction of what they do. I would say Fuente and Perdomo probably manufacture about maybe the same number of cigars. Maybe I'm wrong about that. It'd be an interesting discussion point, but yeah, but there's for the remaining, the remaining eight spots on both of our list, Coop, there are probably going to be companies that manufacture a considerable more number of cigars yeah. than these two companies. Right. So, so it's a point of point of interesting discussion. So here's my number. And so that leads me to my number three. This was a hard one. This was a hard one because I think about it. And again, you know, again, I spent time in a humidor for years and I have, you know, still seen um, the way that these cigars churn and they've got, I mean, I mean, they've got one, two in terms of the most recognizable brands on the market when you think about it. Um, and um they're continually developing them. They've gotten really creative, um, really creative. And they're um, with their recent partnership with a couple of uh, different notable personalities, which I'll talk about here in a second. And they've really reinvigorated and recreated some of these iconic brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo and Julieta, H. Upman, so on. And thanks to Rafael Nodal, and H.G. Fernandez, they've done a lot of stuff for it. So my number three is Altadas USA. And that was hard between them and Fuente because they've done a lot. I mean, they're every month, every once or two months this, in the past 24 months, let alone the last 12, uh, Altadas USA has released new product. Um, it's been a slower year for them this year. A little bit, a little bit. Like, yeah, I might have, if this might have been an easier call at number two last year, uh, but I, I think Drew Estate, if we'd done this last year, I think Drew Estate would have still been number one. Perdomo, with the, with the success that Perdomo was having with the uh, – I might have had them one or very close to one with, with the success they were having with the 10th anniversary over the last couple of years. Um, so that was where – but, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think all that's a good pick. And, uh, you know, I, uh, it's funny. I just, um, what did I do with it? I just had a, I get funny. My second cigar is the H Upman, the 91 rated H Upman, Nick, AJ Fernandez heritage, H Upman, Nicaragua, AJ Fernandez heritage, the 91 rated, which by the way is, is a very high rating on cigar coupe. Um, like I've been, someone said to me, you scored that kind of low. Well, it wasn't 102, you're right. So, but, uh, but no, that did very well. 91's going to get of, you. Let us, yeah, a lot of speculation in the chat already flying. People already asked, like, putting questions, you know, putting companies out there and stuff like that. This yeah, is this we're talking about. I saw Jay had a comment about the collabs. Collabs aren't a company, though. So it's got to go to one of the, it's, it's a, we're going by the company. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good point, though. Yeah. When you talk about, when you talk yeah, about, we, like, we, yeah, Barry asked me about going with brands, and we're having a whole discussion on Thursday about brands. So brands is such an ambiguous term. Company's not ambiguous. That's why I just said let's just go company. Uh, because you could argue you could split off like like Romeo and Julieta, and it could probably beat out a lot of companies. You know. Yeah. No, I was thinking more Monte Cristo. Yeah. When we when Monte Cristo, we first yeah. where we were first talking about this, yeah. like yeah. how that could just yeah. demolish some brands. But yeah, Romeo and Julieta is probably. Yeah. Yep, one of the most recognizable brands. Yep. We'll talk. We're talk. We're going to talk a lot about recognizable brands here. And yep, tonight. So yeah, I guess I'm up. Yeah, sure. All right. So, um, I wasn't far off from you. I went Arturo Fuente at number three with me, uh, as well. Um, anything you want to add to it? Like, did I yeah, a couple of things. You know, um, I think that they have. You know, it's it. They've done a good job at, like I said, before the pandemic, they were the sleeping giant on social media. Uh, they kind of came out of their shell in 2020, uh, and I think they've, for the most part, have maintained, uh, you know, the energy. You know, they they they're 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 now very engaged with their with their uh, on the consumer channel, uh, more so than they ever were. And I want to say they were never, but but they are, and and people are still excited about Fuente. People are looking forward to when if like the rare pinks are coming out, you see people getting excited about it. You know, when Carlito dropped the uh, the Casa Fuentes last year, there was some excitement around that. Um, you know, and, and their core lines are they're a little back ordered right now on some stuff, right? Uh, they, they can't open some accounts right now, so I think it's holding them at number three for me right now. Where um, and there's good reasons why they're, they're not looking to they don't want to just overproduce and sacrifice quality. So I kind of understand what they're doing, but I have them. I have them holding it number. I think I think they would have been number three the last couple of years right now, but I have them holding that right now. Okay. Yeah. On a number four for you, Coop. This one's one to watch uh, in the next over time, but uh, Padron. So you may say Padron's a little high, right? Uh, Padron is still Padron, guys. And, uh, you know, they still very much are, you know, they, I don't want to say, you know, they're, they're still the, they're just a company that, um, people seek after people smoke Padron. I know a lot of people who still smoke those Padron thousand series cigars on a daily basis. Right. I know people who constantly rotate through the different, the 64s and the 26s. Um, you know, they celebrate with the 80th and the family reserve and the 50th anniversaries. 
Um, you know, the, the 95th cigars came out earlier this year. I didn't think they really moved the needle much for Padron, to be honest with you. I think it was kind of something if you wanted to seek out and get them, you got them. But I, I don't really look at I, I don't really look at a, a product innovation map. But I do think, you know, with the, with the Padron Fuente collaboration, it's something to look forward to. And I think you're looking two years down the road, um, you know, they're going to be doing the 60th anniversary. Uh, and then four years down the road, they're going to do uh, Jose Orlando Padron's 100th birthday. So I think there's stuff down the road. But, you know, I, I think they, they hold it number four right now as well. Have them. I have them as, you know, number four. They hold right now. So, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that you thought that you were putting them high at number four because – I would think the opposite that most people would want to put them higher. Like I, you know, maybe I, at number one. I, I'm sure people say people people say, well, you can bump Perdomo down to four. I just the thing is, I you know, I don't think Padron Just the problem is that they had that social media piece. We'd be talking about them very differently on this. It, well, it's not just social media, like you've said before. It's just enga- It's just an engagement. Yeah, it's the engagement piece. Have. Yeah, but here, here's the thing that Padron has, and this is right. the X factor that I talk about: is that their barrier to entry is so much higher than the the other three on your list, right? Yeah, they're buried. And yeah, we talk about the thousand series, and a lot of people use that as a daily smoker. But overall, I mean, when people think about Padron, it's the sixty fourth, the twenty sixth, it's the anniversaries. Yeah, when you talk about those, the barrier to entry is really, really high, and so for them to be number four on your list cube is saying something. And I think for people who want to put them higher, that's what keeps them in my mind from going higher. Yes, um, I agree. I think that absolutely hurts them from going higher. Yes. The barrier Cause I think, it. I think they're, I think they're the one company on your list so far that, you know, I think prior to the last 24 months of activity, Padron would be higher than Fuente in a lot of ways and well, they didn't know, need to do that kind of engagement. Did their number one cigar of the year get a lot of attention this year? I think it's expectation. Like it's like, it's Padron. Oh, like oh, no one, argue, no one, no one argues against it. No one says, Oh, that's a right. Right. Pick. Right. That, right? that hurt them a bit. I think, you know, they, they didn't get the, but I don't know if they needed a bump, like to your right. point, like, did they really need a bump their Padron? So they got it. It's like, Oh, okay. We got another one, you know, Call us back when we can get a 99 rating and be an Ernesto. You know, I think that that's kind of what, what maybe with that. That's the new, the adult, the new standard. All right. So um, if you guys can't tell, my number four is also Patron. So we actually had the same one. Wow. So we're not a four off on this so far. Uh, my number five is interesting um, because I think the last six months, their activity has kind of died down a little bit. But I think it, they were still kind of riding high from the previous year in a lot of different ways. And again, I look back historically at this, and then after the after we do number, let's just stop at number five, Coop. When you yeah, do we'll five, do that. and let's I, and we'll talk more about the cigar here. Yeah, and then we'll get into uh, the president segment. Yep, I was going to agree with you on that. Uh, but I think uh, when you go into again. I sold a lot of cigars over the years and I sold when I, when people would come into the humidor, they would ask for these brands uh-huh. right? that we're talking about. And one that I always got asked for. And up until fairly recently, I, you know, I would almost kind of say, okay, but you can't argue against 
its popularity. Uh, it's a it's a first cigar for a lot of people. They it's it's been around for you know two decades plus now. You know, and company wise, they have one of the most highest selling cigars on the market. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and now they're getting really creative and getting into that upper echelon, the Padron um, kind of you know stratosphere of in terms of production of cigars and stuff. And that so my number five is actually Rocky Patel. Good, that's a good one. And he did have a, a top ten cigar for me last year too. So. And number one cigar for me last year. Yep, uh, but I agree that he's been you know he sold with the white label, uh, the the sixty. And now uh, the DB, the DBL, what is it? The D- DBS. DBS, rather, yeah. So he's trying to get into that that category for sure. Oh, uh, that's a really good pick, actually. Um, I'll talk a little more. Yeah, I'll talk about them. You know, because obviously I have them on the list at some point too. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a good pick too. Um, you know, Rocky's another one, not afraid to eliminate some screws either. And I think, like I said, when you're able to alter the same boat, uh, when you're not afraid to eliminate skews, I think that's a trimming the fat. I think that's a, a healthy sign. Um, so, so, yeah, that's a good job, too. Um, I guess I'm up. Yes, sir. You're right. number five, and we'll take a break to talk about some scars in the president's yeah. segment. So, I have this at number five, um, and I have altered this USA at number five. Um, I figured it was coming in five or six for you. I would have probably had them at four last year ahead of Padron, to be honest with you. I probably would have had them a little higher. But, um, you know, I think I think it's really close. It was really close with Padron. Um, they've had a little bit of a quieter year this year. And, you know, I look at I look at what they've done in the last 12 months. I think the biggest release they had was this cigar, the H. Upman, uh, which has been this is a very powerful partnership they've had. Um, and sometimes when a but this cigar came out at the beginning of the year, I think it takes two or three years sometimes to build a brand up. Right? I still think they're building Monte Cristo 1935 smokers up. I, it just takes a while. Um, but I see them back in the field right now. They're engaging. Uh, and, you know, there's excitement around these these blends right now coming out of uh, what Rafael Nadal's doing. We've talked a lot about it. Um, he has absolutely, you know, put his footprint on these brands. Um, and I look at the big three brands, H. Upman, Romeo Julieta, and Monte Cristo, all thriving, all healthy. They've all had a big hit at one point or another. You know, obviously the Monte 1935. Um I think this has been very successful. I mean, I still think the original AJ, the light blue, I think is still very successful for them. And, you know, they, they just came out with the new twisted versions of the uh, Romeo Julietas. But, you know, in the past they've had, love, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the past they've had um, the uh, Reserva Real Nicaragua, I think. So I see people continuing to go back to these brands um, and they're doing very well. Like I said, they're, they're doing extremely well. And um, that twisted love's a good cigar, man. It was good. Um, I, I was impressed with it. Yeah. I think it was created to, uh, I, I mean, I think they were having fun too, but I think it was also created to, uh, to be a competitor to between the lines. 
little bit. With I'm sure Monte. they. I mean, you know, I'm they sure they that. wanted to have something like that, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, here's the thing: barber poles are tough. Like, there's not yeah. a lot of barber poles in the market that have like, I mean, you can say 724 Hustle, but that's a small brand. Yeah, still love that cigar. Right, but but barber <laughs> pole, but bar, it's a great cigar. It's one of Kurt's best. But barber pole cigars in general are not enough to. You know, is there a regular production barber pole that you just have to keep getting? And, and it isn't. And, and this cigar, nice. Oscar, Oscar Vidaris and the Hustler for me. The Oscar, yeah, the Oscar Personally. one. I would say the Oscar one, not the Lancero. That no. Lancero, not the Lancero. The Lancero was horrible in that. I'm sorry, Oscar. But the, but the, but the Toro, the Box Press Toro was great. Yeah, the Box Press Toro is good. Yeah, yeah. So a little Lancero hate, but I'm sorry, that wasn't that wasn't a good cigar. That Lancero. The Toro is better. The Toro the Lancero is not yeah. awful. Yeah. So. I, I don't my, my expectations of what they did with Romeo Julieta this year. Um, it's kind of like the recruiting class in college football. I think they'll play nice. They'll have they'll have a good season for me. I'm not seeing them going on to the pros is what I'm saying. So that's why I have that number uh, number five. So we have four of our five the same, not the same, four to five in the you know the same um, with one with one wild card. And there are companies, there's only five more slots for this top 10 guys. Someone's going to be, someone's going to be very upset. Jay, you got to run? Jay's got to run, he says. Yeah. So we're, we're going to, like I said, there's going to be some hearts broken on who misses this list. I mean, I'm going to, I'm just tears. I'm going to, hate mail will be coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, for most some of the people in the chat, we're already going to be disappointed. Some people, I think. <laughs> Jay's going to be very disappointed. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I like how people get passionate behind this stuff, though. It's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff, man. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. how's the cigar smoking for you, Coop? Fantastic. Uh, I'm getting kind of this grainy note right now as well. Um, but, you know, it's not what I like about this is it's very well balanced. It's not like that. Sometimes a Corolla could be either too sweet or too woody for me. This ain't the case at all. This is smoking great. Um, I have the bay door open, so there's a little breeze coming in. So the burn, like I said, I was talking about the burn earlier. The burn hasn't been problems of at all, even uh, between talking and having the breeze coming in here. Uh, but I'm really digging this. Now, it hasn't picked up in strength yet for me. That's for me. I'm about the halfway point right now. You're, uh, you're going totally, much faster than me, yeah. Uh, totally digging it. Yeah, I am. I'm going to actually let it sit for a little bit um but really really enjoy it. yeah the ash the ash uh, fell off on me for the uh, but after about an inch and yeah. a quarter yeah i'm working on another inch right now really construction wise is great the draw is phenomenal uh that 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 metallicness did go away thank you went away yeah it's gone i was gonna say to you um and i've so, gotten those on these before i've gotten on the corona in particular i've gotten that a few times so it's funny that a uh, topic we brought up earlier right was beer Mm-hmm. And I know you've never brewed beer. I actually have um, um, worked with my best friend for a number of years uh, doing home brewing and stuff like that. So um, that graininess that you're tasting, I also tasted too. And it's very indicative of what we call spent grain, mm-hmm. which is this grain that's gone through the uh, the brewing process. And it's basically all the nutrient value has done. On. That doesn't mean that it's bland. It just that graininess component of the flavors that I'm getting is a bland graininess um 
it's not a knock against the balance of the cigar. I think it actually helps the balance of the cigar because I am still getting some nice sweetness. Uh, there's a little bit of baker spice coming into me, a little yep. bit of nutmeg, uh, clove, uh, very, very subtle clove. The finish is getting longer on the retrohale. We commented on it. That, yep, definitely the power has gone down. That power, that pop is gone. Um, on the retro. On the retro. On the retro. Yes. Um, the body has creeped up a little bit for me. Wait, wait a little bit longer, Coop. I think I'm it'll yeah. too. Um, there, uh, but this is becoming way more balanced. The complexity is ticking up. There's a lot more flavor components to it. Um, I'm really loving the, the sweetness balancing with the earthiness, that graininess that we were talking about. And there's a little bit on, there's a little bit on the finish in the mouth. Um, toasted marshmallow for me. Oh, I, I agree with you on that. I'm agreeing with you on that one. Creamy, but a little that sweetness and a little that that burnt, burnt, but not, yeah. By far, we've gone through, this is the third cigar we've gone through. This is the best third I've had of any of the yes. experiences. Um, yeah, it, it is smoking like at that Toro and um, Robusto levels, which were top five and number one, respectively. This is incredible. This is what I've waited for. And the burn, I'm having the best burn experience so far. You know, it's not a perfect burn, but it's 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 low maintenance. And it, I'm getting a lot of smoke production off this thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of smoke. Good yep. stuff. Yep. Agree. All right, you want to get into the president segment or you want to talk uh, a little more? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So it is time for our president segment where we try to stump bear with presidential trivia. And of course, that is brought to you by United Cigars, um, featuring La Havana and distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabame Byron, as well as the newly released. Alfonso, buy United, smoke United, live United. And by the way, there that Alfonso number, the number two, the short size, mm -hmm. uh, the one that Barry gave 102 to. W what I will say is that is the best size of the line, that short Robusto. Nice. So, uh, however he wants to score that, that's fine. But I'm just saying that uh, Dave gave me one of those, and I was like, holy shit. This is this is like exceeding, yeah. And I, I had wanted to show, and you know, but show samples are show samples. So mm -hmm. I never. That's why I don't review show samples because this would have gotten this would have gotten a much lower score from me um, if it was if I reviewed it. But we're talking about presidential trivia tonight. Um, and uh, you know, Bear is I, I think he's he's our historian on the Coop team. Uh, he really knows history and he knows his presidential trivia. And we've been, this is the ninth time we have been doing this. So we started doing this back in May. Um, and Bear has gotten seven of the eight questions right. So I typically, what I do to Bear is I throw one question to him and then um, I throw a bonus question. But I only, the bonus question sometimes is really hard. So it's the main question that counts in the stump bear. All right. Are you ready? Ready. What, if any, U.S. presidents have been arrested while in office? Bump, 
What if any U.S. presidents have been arrested while in office? Oh, this this is an awesome this is an awesome question. Um, so let me introduce you to a couple of characters. They had, had to be in office. That's the key thing, though. Yep. No problem. I know the answer. Um, of course you do. <laughs> Let me introduce you to a couple of characters in, in presidential history. One of my favorite stories is in January of 1835. Uh-huh. A man, uh, he was a house painter uh, named Richard Lawrence. Okay. He uh, is the first person in history to attempt an assassination attempt on the U.S. president, which was Andrew Jackson at the time. Okay, so Andrew Jackson is leaving the Capitol building. It was for actually it was actually for a congressional funeral. Um, And uh, Lawrence approaches him, fires a gun. The gun does not go off. It actually misfires. So he does not shoot the president. Right. Um, And then he uh, he actually um, so he's unsuccessful in his in his foiled uh, uh, assassination attempt. Jackson is so offended. By the way, he's 67 at the time. This is fantastic, right? A 67-year-old man in the 1830s, mind you, okay? Life, you know, expectancy was a lot shorter back then. So a 67-year-old man. We're not talking about Tom Cruise in his 60s here. It's Andrew Jackson. He's an old man. Uh, Confronts his attacker, clubbing Lawrence several times to the point where he's almost killed him, where people actually have to pull pull the president off of the guy who was going to try to kill him. Um, so you would think that in this question, you would think that Andrew Jackson would be the person who, you know, that was arrested. Well, he wasn't that day. Um, but, um, I think it's absolutely one of my favorite stories. Richard Lawrence. I didn't know that story. It's a good story. Oh, dude. It's my, it's one of my favorite presidential stories. And Richard Lawrence is my favorite, like all time idiot, um, idiot criminal or, or, or attempted criminal, man. It's, it's just crazy. So, um, and it's it's just it's hilarious. Uh, they found out later that he uh, was more than likely he was mentally unstable uh, and actually had no connection to like any of Jackson's political rivals or anything. He was just like, you know, crap. That there was there was like rumors that spread around that he had been hired by the Whig Party, which of course was not true at all. So. Right, right. Um, but uh, but just just funny story. So, but there is a second person who we introduce years later uh, in 1873. One William West, who was a who was a black man, okay, and he's hired in 1871, two years prior, he's hired by the Washington Police, Washington D.C. Police Department, okay, pretty, pretty awesome, right? A black man, for all intents and purposes, hired by a police department in the South. I mean, the D.C. is, I mean, D.C. is kind of neutral territory. It's, but it's, I mean, it's right next to Virginia for crying out loud. So, and Maryland was a border state during the Civil War, so it's not like it's not like, you know. There was a lot of prejudice back then. So, so the fact that he was actually hired by the police department um, uh, is actually something pretty cool about this. And um, in 1873, the president was Ulysses S. Grant, who uh, had a proclivity for racing horses. And by racing horses, I mean, like just riding his horse really fast through town. Well, just like today with cars, there were actually, uh, well, no one had a radar gun back then. There was, there, there was, there was concern about speeding, you know, Wagons, horses being raced through town. In fact, there had been several recorded injuries leading up to this incident in 1873. So William West, I'm going to use modern day language, pulls over the president, right? 
and he says, Mr. President, you can't be speeding. And, and at first the, the president actually gives him some lip, you know, essentially, but uh, you know, you know, Paul ends up apologizing and, and West leaves him with a, what would be a warning, right? Hey, don't do this again. And he says, Oh, I promise I won't. The very next day. Okay. <laughs> the very next day, William West <laughs> pulls the president over again for doing the same thing. And uh, bystanders actually commented about the look on the president's face was one of a child who got caught by their by their parents doing something wrong like and uh, he had a very sheepish expression on his face apparently um apologized and william west said sir i can't let you get away with this two days in a row um you know you are the president of the united states you should know better uh and he placed the man under arrest uh the man being the president of the united states uh he was released later on a 20 dollar bond which is about 400 dollars in like modern day value uh so uh for speeding uh which is pretty crazy when you think about uh, but uh he uh ulysses s grant was the uh was in fact uh, the only president arrested while in office, and it was for speeding uh, horses, mind you, not cars. So, um, you are correct, and that was the bonus question. What was the charge? Is correct. So, yep, yeah, <laughs> it's a great uh, story. William West, my one of my favorite people in history, man. That's like, I mean, can you imagine the balls on this guy? <laughs> like, like, could could you imagine if this happened with Biden or Trump <laughs> today? Right. What would the news with a news cycle would be like today? Well, Donald Trump uh, speeding on his horse and buggy around the White House, you know, or Joe Biden. It would be. Could you just picture what social media would be like if that happened today? Okay, so here's a question you're not allowed to ask me because I don't know the answer, and uh-huh. so I'm. But I'm not sure when it happened, but there, at some point. The president stopped operating travel themselves. Yeah, they can't. They can't. Yeah, at some point where they they can't drive it. Like they weren't allowed to. Yeah, they they can't operate travel. I think it was once cars started to come around. Yeah, well, Lincoln, for example, Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln had, uh, they believe, four assassination attempts on him. There was the Baltimore yeah. plot, which was the initial one, yeah. which was before he even took office. And then about a week before he was assassinated, he was actually on a midnight riding a ride, and there, uh, the there, there's claims that his this hat was shot off. Um, someone attempted to shoot him while he was riding around. So he was riding. Obviously, Grant liked to ride around, which is two presidents later, and uh, um, you know, I'm not sure when it. I'm not sure when it came around, um, but yeah, it's an interesting. That'd now, be an interesting question. I don't know the answer. Though. I don't know the answer, but I know LBJ had cars, but he he was only allowed, he was only allowed to use it I think on private property, and he had an amphibious amphibious car, which was the famous thing. But I know I also and this is from my dad being the car buff. I know this because uh, he was fascinated by by LBJ having cars. I you know kind of always one thing he'll remember LBJ is he had cars. But I, I think according to my dad. And I think I saw a couple of documentaries which 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 validated this. He was only allowed to drive those on his ranch in Texas. That was it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh wow, that was too easy. So Bear is now at eight and one. Here's your fun story, though. 
Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean that's yeah. The the, the part of the segments to bring the stories to life. Um, it's not quite your Matt Booth, um, question, which I don't think anything will ever top the Matt Booth question you asked on El Oso from our takes. Which one? The one about what Matt, uh, what what president had a nickname for his? Oh yeah, yeah. For his things. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Family show here, guys. But his yeah. his his member. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go. All right, and that, that, was, and that was LBJ, by the way. So of course it was. Yeah, you know. Uh, by the way, just so folks know, um, a programming note: uh, the next special edition will be. I believe November, because we've done two this month. So uh, I believe with November 8th will be the next one. So we're going to have a few weeks off. Uh, and that's our annual. Uh, we follow the election returns and it's mid-year elections. And I think that's when we first started doing this, actually, four years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, it's a non-political look at as the returns are coming in. Uh, with some of the key elections, we talk about it. We smoke cigars. We try not to be political about it. And um if we got through the presidential election, now I know we can get through any election. So. I was just saying, if we got through, if we got through the twenty twenty presidential election, like, yeah, we're we're we're, we're which I was a nervous efficient. wreck about doing that show, if if, if you remember. Uh, but yeah, we'll have. Uh, it, was, we'll have- it was so highly contentious, man. And I mean, I mean, speaking of contentious, this this midterm election is actually really interesting. So I'm really excited about uh, doing the show again with you. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be very uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we've had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, it's funny, like when we did that presidential show, how wrong we like we we went to bed. We kind of thought Trump was getting reelected. It looks like, and obviously it didn't happen. But uh, so it's kind of funny when you go back and listen to that show. You know, even though because a lot had to happen with the exit polls and everything, even you know to make it happen, happen. It obviously it did. So you never know. Uh, then we had fun with the Bobby Valentine. Uh, that was uh, and he what, fucked that up. Bobby Valentine was last year, wasn't he? Bobby Valentine was last year, I believe. And because uh, we had the mayor, the New York mayor's race, and Bobby Valentine, I think, was last year. Yeah. Well, just kind of how fun that show was. Like when we when we started the show, it looked like Texas was up for grabs. Yeah, which it was it insane yep. historically speaking. Yeah. And then it ended up being, I wouldn't say a landslide, but a, a, a solid victory for the uh, in the incumbent Trump yeah, last, yeah. Uh, in, in 2020. So exactly. But that, yeah, that was that was really shocking uh, when yeah. we first sat down that night. I, we, I mean, we were both we were like, "Hey, did you see Texas?" Like, <laughs> like, like, holy cow! Yeah, I mean, it's something that's just how the stuff's coming in. But I think it was still, I think for a while it still looked closer. To, and I think you know, well, it, it did. It, it's considering El Paso County hadn't been co- counted yet, and El Paso County is blue. Is, yeah. is, is, is blue, and it's a yeah. large county. And it's yeah. like we're up there, so yeah. Um, and it and it went that way, and and the the. The president at the time, uh, Trump, uh, ended up still taking Texas with a with a healthy yep. margin. So, yep, yep. agree. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's it's look it's a fun exercise that we do. The 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 spin that we put on it, the the nonpartisan, uh, or excuse me, the bipartisan, um, you know, twist that we put onto it is I think is is healthy. Yep, and it's an interesting point in observation where we, you know, we we ironically we put politics aside to discuss the shaping of our country 
in a very real time manner. And I think yeah. it's, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We've had a lot of fun doing that. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, and then I think after that, we're going to have our, probably the baseball show. So we got some shows coming up, um, but we'll do some fun stuff with the election night show. I'm sure mm-hmm. um, as well. So definitely want to tune in. Uh, if you don't want to tune into uh, your favorite network, tune into us, have a cigar with us. And uh, we'll keep the minutiae of the politics out of this. Yeah. Um, I never had to boot anyone, by the way. You know, I thought I was going to have to boot a couple people with the president, though, and it didn't happen. It really everyone, is. Everyone was pretty well. Everyone behaved. really respectful. And I, it, was, it was such a, I, I was so proud of our audience, you know, that year. Because that was, you know, obviously it's a very, very hot topic. I was yeah. a nervous wreck. I, I, Bear knew I was like, I don't know if we should do this. Like, you know, and because I do try to keep politics off social media as much, I mean, as much as possible. Um, and then I get called. It's funny. I get called. Uh, one skip calls me names. And uh, then I, I take it. Oh, I, I'm so skip thinks I'm this conservative. Right. And then the jukebox audience thinks I'm this liberal. It's hysterical. The jukebox. Like when the Neil Young stuff happened. Oh, my goodness. I, I was getting crucified on jukebox. Like I was getting hate mail about it. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, wow. Because, you know, I like, well, I just I want to hear the music as well. Like, I like Neil Young. I don't, you know, he's got his politics, but I like Neil Young music. I'm like, what do you want me to say? So, yeah, I got killed. Like, you, gosh, if you think his loving for Neil Young is bad, this guy but, actually passed a compliment to A-Rod earlier. So you all missed that. Right. But then Skip Skip calls me like a conservative one. It's like, where do you come up with this stuff? Like, I, So, I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's I find it funny when you try to be like quiet and people assume one way or the other. So go figure. Yeah. Go figure. All right. You want to get back to the cigar or do you want to get back to the countdown? Let's get back to the countdown. Let's do, uh, we're at five. Let's do six, seven, and eight, and then revisit the cigar. And then we'll go back yeah. to nine and 10. Yeah. And then I think we're going to have of who got bumped. So I think that's going to be the fun part. So how about I do six, you do six. Yep. I do seven and eight. You do seven and eight. How's that sound? Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Uh, okay. Let me, uh, let me make sure I'm sharing. The sharing is caring. Okay. All right. So number six. I'm really angry with number six. I got to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and the reason I'm really angry with number six is I'm I'm pissed that they're this high, but I'm also pissed because they could be higher. I bet. And they should I, be. We may higher. have the same number six. I bet. And they should be higher. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The past twelve months, they've been absolutely on fire with new products, different collaborations with um, different companies. Uh, They have, they've kept uh, renewed partnerships with uh, people like AJ Fernandez and stuff like that. Um, They have some dynamic new projects. They have great personalities that work for work for their portfolio, even though they lost one this year. Um, But uh, my number six is STG, or commonly known as General Cigar Company. Yep. I'm so angry that they're at number six because, like I said, they – this is – in my mind, I don't think they deserve number six. Uh, but in my mind, they also should be higher. And here's why. They manufacture to, again, like Altadis USA, it's number three. Altadis USA, Monte Cristo, Romeo and Julieta. STG has Cohiba and Macanudo, two of the most popular brands in the world, two of the most recognizable brands in the world. 
And they've done some really exciting stuff over the years with it. This year has been no different. And they've launched probably new product every month. Um, not probably they have. Every uh, week bu- almost. Buff- if you look Buffalo, at Ford's yeah, and yeah, 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 Buffalo yeah. Trace, their acquisition of Room 101. Yeah. I mean, they should be higher on this list, but I'm angry that they're this high because I think in a lot of ways, and I've made this comment before, I think there's some really, really cool bright spots. We all, uh, you know, we, we poke fun at him a lot on the show, um, but I, but I also match it with praise and it's really well-deserved. I think Justin Andrews does an incredible job. I think he's had a great 2022, by the way, Justin. I think he's had a great 2022. As far as when we start looking at end of year awards, I'm being honest, he had a great year. Um, but he hasn't had, he hasn't brought that, that they need to get the next great core line out. And they haven't done that yet this year. Yeah. Um, there's just so much potential there. Yeah. And I feel like they really, they really haven't captured all of it. Yeah. Um, and um, but I, I think they've got some great people working there. They have some fantastic reps on the Ford side. Um, they have some great teamwork on the Ford side there. Uh, and their regular core line um, for general cigars is, 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 is really good stuff. They do. They have some really good people in place. They have some good products. Um, you know, you can disagree with that if you want, but um, um, the, it could be better and it could be, they could be so much higher. They should be number one on this list. That's the thing. They should be number one. Yeah. They have the potential to be number one and they're, they're down in the bottom five of the top 10, which isn't no slouch. I mean, we're talking about top 10 power rankings of cigar companies, like in the entire industry. So, I mean, it's not like, it's not like they suck, you know, mix of emotions. So anyway, what's your number six coop? Same. So I got some additional thoughts. I had the same. So and I, I love it. So look, if you look at the, the companies that are ahead of it on both of our lists, Altidus has had, and Drew stated too, they've had product innovation over the 12, last 12 months, significant ones, right? STG has had fivefold the product innovation. And it seems to me that they're throwing stuff at the wall, hoping something sticks and becomes that next great line. And they just haven't been able to do it. I think that's what's hurt them, why they're, they're lower here. Yes, they're coming out with stuff, but when is going to be the next you know, big line that they come out with, which is going to be a runaway success? Like I go back to there's not a lot of them, okay? CEO Flathead probably won in the last 10 years. It's been a, a big one for them, right? As far as a core regular production line goes, um, Inspirato, I think, has had some level of success with that in Macanudo, but in the last 12 months, no, I don't, I mean, Diesel's had it too, but not, I'm not seeing, I just haven't seen that cigar come out yet. And I thought, you know, when they came out the Partagas, Connecticut late last year, that maybe it, it, I don't see that one catching fire either. So my question is when, uh, are they going to put something out there that's going to become that next cigar? And I, I kind of hold them. I kind of have them distant behind Altidus right now as, as far as the five spot goes. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah. <coughs> we just said they've been releasing a cigar like, every month, sometimes every week. It well, seems like, like it seems right? like four. Yeah. Ford's in general every other week. It's, I mean, probably there's been 20 to 30 releases. I can guess this year. Okay. A lot, of so it's limited, cor- and a lot of it's limited too. So correct me if I'm wrong. 
say true or false. This uh-huh. is a true or false question. True or false. The story about the legal dispute over the X between General and Fuente is a top five general cigar company story for you on cigar coop true, true or false true i didn't yeah true. that's that's ridiculous and and here's as the thing. much, as much, to, as much innovation and hard work that they've done that should not right that's and, crap yeah that should be right and if you look at again go to altis has there been a cigar from stg all the releases they've had that have had the, mo- the movement that this cigar has had this year and i'm not saying this cigar has caught the fire in a bottle either lightning in a bottle it's a good cigar but i haven't seen one release that's come and i'm not saying the releases are bad by general either i'm not and i'm not pointing the finger at general for that by the way i'm not saying it's general's fault i'm not pointing fingers anywhere i'm not saying that i'm not either i'm not either is is someone's fault but i'm what i'm saying is the fact that with the amount of activity that they've had in the last 12 months that that's a top five story for you for them yeah is just no man it shouldn't be that way it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. Um, and here's the thing is the cigar, the cigar is pretty average. I mean, in the Aaron Loomis thing, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's blah. It's not a great cigar. I gotta be honest. It's not going to catch the world on fire. I, I don't, Fuente's got nothing to worry about with it. It's nothing near an Opus X and people aren't going to confuse it. And look, I'm not trying to bash on general. It's just, I, Cigars are missed. I'm not giving trying, legal advice here. I'm, I'm just, not giving legal advice here at all. Not, I hope these companies work it out. Um, they're both friends of mine. But I want, I mean, I think Diesel, when Whiskey Row came out, I think that Justin did an amazing job with the Diesel brand. And now he's focused a lot on limited stuff the last year. So, but your number two cigar yeah. here, the Pro S3, right? Which, by the way, you yes. got the Toro size right with that. Yeah. How good is that cigar? Um, amazing. That cigar should be, that should be there. They should be, that should be their lead dog right now. Like that. I'd be lead dogging that cigar right now with people. Is that good? Uh, instead of Sunday gravies. This is my wife. Spend the time on Sunday gravies. Focus on getting another good core line out there. Um, I said, Drew Estate has done an amazing job with three core. If you want to count underground 10, they've done four in the last year and a half, right? So that Perdomo, look at Perdomo's done with their core lines the last few years. This year they didn't have it, but you know, they had the uh, estate, the ESVs, then the uh, 10th anniversaries and then the Immensos. I mean, if, but I don't see anything with general fall. Now they're still, why are they number six? You may ask, right? There's still a lot of people smoking Macanudos and CAO, you know? So I do believe that there's, uh, you know, now they, they, they've gotten the shadow army from room 101 in there. And they see, you know, so, you know, they, they, they still got, they still got legs, this company. Don't get me wrong. They still got legs. And I think there's a big gap between when I got to seven that they have, there's enough gap. They're probably going to hold it six for a while, at least for me, until I see something happen different. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's how I'd like to do this. I'm going to do seven and eight together. Then you're going to do seven and eight together. Then we're going to talk about the cigar. Yep. And then we'll do nine together and then I'll go to 10. I'll do my 10th spot first and then you'll, you'll wrap up the rankings. Yep. That's yep. The, there's only four slots left on each of our lists. Okay. Uh, get the hate mail going. All right. So number seven for me is already on your list and you can take a look at it and see what we don't have in common and bring it out pretty quickly. It's only one. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, it's, I mean, no drum, no reason to drum roll it out. It's Perdomo. Yeah. Um, and Perdomo for this was, okay, again, I looked at historically speaking. Yeah. Perdomo is a, Perdomo is a top 10 brand in almost every humidor in America. Right. Okay. It is a top 10 on almost every online purveyor in America. They move cigars. Yep. And Nick Perdomo and his family have built a machine in the system that they have of making quality cigars. Yeah. From seed to store shelf, yep. every piece, everything is thought about. Every there is no detail overlooked. They are they are obsessive about it. And yep. they're obsessive about sharing the story and what they do. Their their tours don't come into effect in the last 12 months, like you said. But they are anxious to get those back up, and they're go- those are going to be full. People are smoking. The Perdomo Army, like you mentioned, comes out to play. Man, I look. So Steve asked about cigar groups earlier in the show, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I I seldomly post in cigar groups. I'll, um, uh, in terms of like what I'm smoking, it's just you know I don't have that kind of time. Um, but every once in a while, I'll pop into a group like the Akinors Acolytes or. You know, um, you know the Drew Estate. Same here, same here. I don't ignore them, but I'm just saying. Yeah. When I, as far as yeah. the show goes, I don't. Yeah. Well, it's just there's a lot of groups out there. And, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I've I've only got 24 hours in a day to post and stuff. So, um, but um, I'll tell you this, man. I mean, I smoked a Perdomo, uh, Reserva 10th uh, 10th uh, Maduro, um, the other day, and while that's a newer Perdomo for sure, like I took a picture and I posted it in that group. And that picture and post got more likes in that group than probably the last 10 posts in other groups combined. And it's not like it was special. I wasn't announcing a show. I wasn't doing an interview. Wasn't even celebrating any. I wasn't celebrating the birth of a child. I wasn't celebrating graduation or an anniversary. I wasn't doing anything special. I was literally driving in my car. And I got more likes on that thing and more comments like, yeah, it's awesome cigar. Great pig. Love it. Blah, blah. Keep smoking. Like, like, man, they, 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 are, they, they are, show up. They show up to everything. Um, they do. Um, so. They're they're an amazing group. I mean, I've been on the trips with these guys internationally and nationally. And these are hard. They love this brand. They're behind this brand. They smoke this brand. That's why I had them so high. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so much like, uh, so my number eight pick, um, is one of these staples as well. Like the, I would call, I would consider a humidor staple and, uh, their cigars get a lot of play. They have some adjacent brands that do really well and, uh, are marketed to certain aspects of the market really well. Um, and they've been popular and consistent for years now. Uh, they have a sales force behind them that's probably second to none. Uh, they've got some international backing and some really a lot of money going into it. Much like when my father acquired Fonseca, this company acquired two historic brands that are going to be doing pretty well for them in the near future, I would suspect, and generated a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun and excitement for their fan bases. So when Oliva Cigar Company acquired Piros Indios and Cuba, Cuba Aliados, this it was it took a lot of people back. It was very nostalgic for a lot of people, yourself included, Coop. And and so to 
to play on the foundation of the Oliva V, which has had enormous success, and the Melania, which has had even more success, the Consistent G and the O, the Nub series. Um, and to say nothing of the fact that the Florida Oliva bundles fucking move. Right. <laughs> like, like people smoke the crap out of those things, much like the Perdomo Fresco lines. Like, I mean, they are those are 1A, 1B most successful bundles out there, period. And I would love to fight somebody on that. Like, those are 1A, 1B. Perdomo Fresco, Florida Oliva. So Oliva Cigar Company is my number eight. Wow. Wow. This is getting very interesting. All right. I'm up. Well, let me, let me, uh, I'm going to hold. I'll throw in one last fun fact before you go with number seven. I'll tell you this. Oliva would not have made my top 10 last year. Interesting. Yeah. It would have probably been right on the cusp. It would have been a bubble, but it probably wouldn't have been in the top 10 power rankings. Yeah. I think those, well, I don't think it was a top 10 story at this year's trade show. I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's a very, I think it's a top 25 story for 2022, the acquisition of those brands can, can, and what it does still already lends to a very can, powerful, power, powerful portfolio. They're in the infancy of, of those brands, by the way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It takes, a, I, like I said, it takes a couple of years to get a brand really launched. Um, so, yeah, and they have, they have, a, yeah. Um, that's a, that's a very good observation you have. And by the way, I just want to comment on Oliva. We do review Oliva cigars on Cigar Coop, which you may not find on other media sites. And we do public Oliva news, which you may not find on a lot of other news sites. So just I just want to put that out there. And we went, we go to the Oliva booths, unlike other media guys. Which, yeah, out. we had a great conversation with Edward, the guy who was behind the, the acquisition of those two brands. He, cool. They gave us time at the booth. I never felt like we were, he was busy. Edward was busy, but you know, I never felt like we were getting blown off at that booth and they wanted, they wanted to talk. No, actually. Yeah. They passed us around. So we, we, we typically start in with yeah. companies where we don't yeah. have like a, like a relationship yeah. with like, say like a Rocky yeah. or, you know, a Carlito or something like that. Uh, we, we, we typically start wherever we have a relationship and Oliva is one of those companies in, in the last two years. And I'll, I'll, I'll give him a lot of praise here because he's this man has done more for my career in the cigar industry than he'll ever know. And I'm, I'm amazingly I'm a, I know you talk about. Yeah. I have amazing gratitude toward this man and great affection for him. Paul Costo. Absolutely. Is, what is my local guy. rep here? Love he's that a guy. fantastic rep. He's been doing this for decades now, and uh, he's he's representative of some of the finest cigar brands in the yeah. industry. And he works for Oliva now. And the last two years, I've we've started with him because he he's who I know, and yep. I go to him, and he gets us to somebody else. Yeah, and he's like, to- you want, and he said, you want to talk to Edward. I mean, he yeah. was like, he's like, this is the guy behind it. He's on the phone. He goes, can you guys hang? And uh, and when Edward came over, I didn't know what we were, and and he was dying to talk to someone about this, yeah. like, about what they're doing. And the story was, if you got watch Bear's interview, it's one of the great interviews, by the way, of, of that from the trade show. I was like I said, I, and I was just surprised. So many media guys didn't even go to the Oliva booth. Well, I don't know anybody. Just ask for help. I mean, that's all you got to do. If they blow, if they blow you off, then you have an excuse. But you guys didn't even go to the booth half these guys. Yeah, that, that's a great. These are two great picks. I'm scared. You know why? Well, like I said, I think you're right though. I think Nick's going to be more bad at attitude putting for new number two than I am at putting for exactly. Number seven. Like my phone's gonna ring. Uh, like he's, he's gonna be like, you know what? Bear made some good points, but why didn't you have us at number one? Could, could fucking Coop give me one number one? He's like, 
Oh, geez. He's, but he is going to be like, I, when I gave him, the, if you watch the video, it's funny. And I give, he got number three cigar to United for yeah. the firecracker. He's like, he's like, he's like, well, I really wanted number what one. Was, what, was, what was number one? Yeah. yeah I really <laughs> wanted number one. I said, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Good uh, stuff. Good. That's good. What's scary, Bear, is our top eight. So at number seven, I have Rocky Patel. There you go. And uh, number eight, I have Oliva. So, oh, okay. So we matched up on Oliva. That's fine. So we have our top eight, maybe shuffle in the door, but I'm really scary how we're thinking on this. Right? So Rocky Patel's a little lower than STJ, right? I, you know, they had a big year last year. I don't think this year's quite been as big for them. And I don't think they've gotten the bump that they were hoping to get with the two 2021 releases. I think, I think obviously... 60 hit it well, but I don't think white label disciples hit it the way they wanted to hit it yet. Um, the other thing I'll say about Rocky Patel and Oliva I think, Fold- can I interject yeah. for two seconds? Yeah. I think disciples done better for them than the six day and the white. Label. I think so too. Cause it has a good price point and it's a good cigar. I, I agree a thousand percent on that. Totally. Um, I'm going to put both. I'll talk about Oliva more in a second, but imagine if Rocky Patel, would start doing what Fuente did tomorrow. So you bring Rocky, Nish, and Nimish, right? And they start doing, you know, the Rocky, you know, they start doing social media interaction. They start doing live streaming. They do a Rocky Patel podcast. Could you imagine where they, they would start bumping up this list in life? That's where, and I think they, they need to do that. I think they really need to do that. Because I think that's the next sleeping giant on this list. And Oliva's in the same boat, by the way. If think, Oliva, of, think of that if Oliva did that next. And they, those are two sleeping giants. They could start doing what Perdomo and Fuente and Drew Estate do at the top three. Well, see what Rocky Patel has that Oliva doesn't. And this is, this is no yeah. knock on Oliva. It's just they don't really have that gregarious, familiar figurehead like rocky does like you mentioned the three-headed monster at, at rocky patel here here's why i think it's a brilliant idea if they started something like meet the professor okay rocky for for people who've spent any time with him he's an incredibly engaging personality he's incredibly smart incredibly oh smart he's learned a lot of lessons what not to do what to do yeah in his his 25 plus years in the business in his 60 plus years on this planet he's experienced a lot of life too and he's in he's in he's funny oh he's funny uh, he's entertaining he, he's passionate um and i've had a chance you, you've interviewed him i've had him on stogie geeks a couple of times and yeah this is a guy who loves loves cigars loves and we haven't even talked about nimish and nish who are yeah. also in that cut from that same cloth, both you know, yeah, yeah. very familial, obviously, but it, yeah. they they're they're very much very similar personality. Yeah. Uh, they're very they're very yeah. smart. Uh, they're also very funny. Yeah. Um, and you know, they their passion is 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 right on that level with with Rocky. I yeah. think it would be. I think they should take notes from a scoop. I think they should. Yeah. They should look, start a podcast. Look, I hate. And I'm not trying to be negative here. I, I think they should. I, I mean, I'm telling you, they do like what what Fuente does, or, or what you know. Uh, so now they, I think they would knock it out of the park. I really, I really think that 
that they have so many people behind them. Um, but I also think their stuff gets fragmented sometimes out there uh, a little too much. So, but they're, they're definitely the sleeping and Oliva's is in the same boat. Oliva's is in the same boat and Oliva doesn't have, Oliva doesn't have the personality. They don't have a personality out there. Yeah. Like all these other ones have a personality of some sort. Um, some of them are accessible than others, but I'm just saying all these other brands have personalities and Oliva. I mean, several. Have. Now that's a testament to what Oliva does. Right. Oliva yeah. is imagine if they had someone out there though, like, like they could, but I don't know. Do they need to hire a brand ambassador is my question. I, I don't know if they do, you know, their sales force is so strong there that it's, mm. It's it's scary how strong their sales source is, right? So you could say, well, we really don't need that, but you know, again, I just think it. People should be like the fact that Meteor isn't going to the Oliva booth. What's that telling you? There's something missing. Like they could yeah. easily be up on this list higher. And I agree, with you. they would not have been on this list a year ago. Um, I think the some of the things they've been doing, um, the advent calendar, little things, these little things yeah. they're doing, right? The the, the nub size Milanios, you know, this little things that are just kind of, t- and now you have these two new brands that are coming out um, and they don't be surprised. We, we have the aficionado show coming up. Don't be surprised if that one at Cuba Aliados lands in the top three for them. You know, so I don't, I don't know if it wants to guard a year, but sure. don't be surprised. Uh, and and that's operation. one of the biggest stories. And bear, that's one of the biggest stories. Okay, you want to say that's the biggest story of the trade show? The resurrection of those brands was a big story this year. It yeah, should, no, I said the same should, thing. I said it. it should, I just, yeah, it should have been I, a bigger story. It should have been a bigger story. That was. I agree with that. Yes, yeah. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I think it should have been a bigger story. So. See, I think they look. Oliva takes like the Padron approach. We're going to talk to aficionado. That's how we're going to distribute that info. We'll disseminate the information that way. Uh, if anyone wants it, they can call us. But they're not engaging. There's channels that are not engaging. And that's why when you know that's why Drew Estate's been knocking it out of the park because they they they're look even Drew Estate's now engaging aficionado for a very high profile release which I totally get, right? Like Drew Estate's a dummy. Like, Drew Estate we a dummy for not engaging aficionado with, with a, a Metallica release. You know what I'm saying? They have to do that. As much you know, I mean, so I understand that that. And, but it's not like they're ignoring us in the process. It, we, we're still getting plenty of information from those guys. So. So yeah, it's a scary bear how how our top eight are like the same companies, just shuffled a little differently. I mean, that's scary. I'm glad I'm glad I'm actually because I thought our list was gonna be so different, and I'm surprised. So there's only two slots left on each of these lists, bear. Okay. All right, so let's unshare that screen. Let's talk about how the cigars wrapping up for us. Where are you at in the smoking experience? Um, I'm at the halfway point, and I agree with you. I'm, um. Just so you know, um, I'm smoking a lot slow as I'm talking and I'm kind of watching things. Uh, it's gotten stronger. It's definitely gotten stronger now. Uh, it's starting to pick up, but it is maintaining that smoothness that I talked about. It's a much smoother cigar. Uh, the sweetness is kind of, I mean, I put this at medium to full in strength and body right now. Yeah. The finish is really long on the retro. It's now it's got, now it's gotten a lot longer. Yes. I'm still getting it. I just retroed about, I don't know, 30 seconds ago. And it's which is why there. I'm going longer between draws. And then I'm kind of losing my train of thought on things. That's why I'm slowing down a lot with this. Uh, but it's the draw is incredible for this thing. It's, yeah. it's just right in the sweet spot right now. 
the toasted marshmallow has really taken over the back yes. end of this. This it's fantastic. It is fantastic. This is smoking at a level right now, where now this is like very, very much a cigar that we could see as a contender on my list at some point. So here's what I'll say, Coop, about the cigar, right? So we talked about the La Creme, which was experiment number two. Yep. And we said that it peaked at six months. And I've, I've, I still hold, this has been, this has been a couple years removed from this now. Uh, and you know that I hold several crown head cigars in high regard. Yep. Six month aged La Creme is still the best crown heads I've ever smoked. Oh, totally. We, uh, there's no, we are in agreement with that. So, and so, so to that point, the 16 month aged uh, Aladino Crojo uh, Reserva uh, Figurado is the best Aladino I have ever smoked. Um, it's up there. I, I still think the Robusto is the total package, but yeah, this thing is. I have an I can't get over how <laughs> I can't get over how March since this thing is AIDS. I mean, so folks, this is the same batch of cigars that we had. Like it's we we got this from the same box. I sent Bear some. I put some in the humidor. This is from the same batch, guys. Uh, and we we aged these things. And like I said, back in March, it quite nine months. It kind of wasn't there, but but now it's this is a different story. It was much better than the first. It was much better than off the shelf. Yeah. Um. And I enjoyed it. I, I uh, pick up some. I'm out of these. I got to pick up some more of these. I mean, these are, these are, I got to get more of these. Yeah, I'll I'll sit on these for a year plus. I don't Look, care. You absolutely should. Yeah, you know, that that's the one thing. Like why I like I take some heat. Well, why do I use a two year list? Why why do I not re- smoke stuff right after the trade show? This is stuff why right because this is why I like to see where the cigar is going. Okay, like because in general, when you're buying a box of cigars, you know. I'm trying to measure it over a period of time. You know, if you want to smoke, what's the best cigar off the shelf? Then do that. I mean, that's fine. That's your choice. But uh, I, I kind of we geek out on this stuff. I love aging cigars. Love There's it. a little bit black. Pe- the black pepper on that finish is definitely picking up right now. Mm-hmm. That toasted marshmallow is the fucking bell. Of this if, if Mr. Ball, Jonathan so is good. listening to this. I'm kind of. I have to ask him next time I go about the Figurados. The Figurados took the longest to come around, in my opinion, of all these Vitolas. Maybe the Corona, the Corona, the Corona, the Corona is my least favorite of the four. This is like up there, like Toro, which was a, a top number four cigar of the year for me. This is smoking at that kind of a level right now. But there's no reason. This, I mean, I'm curious to see what this is going to do in another six months. I don't think this is yeah. peak yet. That's kind of the weird thing. Yeah, I mean, I've got one sledded for two years, so I'll, I'll let a, you know. What, yeah, what a job. What a job they did with this. This guy flew under the radar, I think, too. Wow, great. But this is this is a box press, you know, figure. Uh, it's a box press torpedo, really, is what it is. I did not expect this. I thought we were maybe going to go down a little. I was like, maybe this is going to be a Debbie Downer of a cigar. And by the way, I have not smoked this the Figurado since we did the last show either. So, Me either. Yeah either yeah i do know that the robustos hold hold over well over two years so there's a lot of but that's what i'm saying this may not be the robustos age fantastic i have a lot of robustos they i've had some i've had some three years old 
And I have a couple in the human now that are hitting on four years. So, so yeah, I have some from a box that who still gave me. Wow. This is like, this is a cigar guys. If you, you, I'm big on the Aladino Corojo Reserva line, but this is one look. Be a little patient with this one. I know people like to smoke some, but be a little patient because this is going to reward you in dividends. I feel like the investments paid off like all the time we took between this. Because yeah. this is the best smoke. This is one of the best smokes I've had this year. It probably is not going to make the coupe list either because it didn't get re reviewed in time, unfortunately. So, um, but the problem is if I go buy this, is it going to smoke at this level? So it's kind of tricky now. I'm in a tricky position with this. You know, do I, you know, buy it and age it for a year isn't really the answer either. So, but I'm just saying at this point in time, this is smoking really good. All right. Do we want to do great things are happening here or get back to the list? Let's do great things are happening and then get back to the list. Yes, I think that'll be good because then there's a lot to talk about who missed the list, which I'm sure is going to be a big discussion. All right. So our great things are happening here segment is sponsored by Tobacco Air USA, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, and H. Room Cigars. Tobacco Air USA, great things are happening here. One of our favorite segments of the show. We talk about good news, positive messages. It's a lot of bad news in the news, right? Um, you know, and we came up with this segment about a year and a half ago, and, and Tobacco USA has been behind us on this, and um, I'm excited to do this. Um, I'm going to kick this one off this week because I know yours is a very interesting story I want to get into as well. Um, the It's a sports story, and... Um, it's a story about a franchise that is probably the most maligned franchise in professional sports today. Who would, who would franchise would that be? The Washington Commanders? Okay. All right. Look, is, is there more, more – I mean, they've got – maybe the Cleveland Browns are the other one, right? Um, for years, it used to be the Clippers, right? But, but the Commanders are a mess, right? And, you know, a few years ago, I talked about the great Alex Smith story, you know, how he came back from Septus and, you know, won the starting job back and played at a decent level. Um, but there, there's a guy on the uh, Washington Commandos, he's a running back, uh, by the name of Brian Robinson Jr., a rookie running back. And uh, he actually um, was uh, – he was actually involved in a shooting – um, back on August 28th, one of the bullets struck his knee, but passed through without causing any significant damage. This man took the field on, on Sunday. And, uh, I know the commanders had a, a rough game, right? But, uh, a month after being shot in the knee, I mean, a knee and a running back, think about it. Okay. Like that's, that could be imagined. I don't care what it was. Like I hit a bullet go through his like him on that, right? Um, and uh, he came out on the field, and the fans went nuts on that. And you know, uh, you know, the coach really—I uh, mean, he didn't have a big game or anything, but the fact that he played in that game uh, was a was a great story. 
And uh, they said, you know, if he didn't get shot, he probably would have been the starting running back this year for them. So unfortunate, you know, that that happened. But but what a great story um, for a malign franchise, um, the Washington Commanders, you know. And like I said, I've kind of – I've become an Alex Smith fan. And this kind of, again, I have a little bit of a soft spot for this team. They do. I had a high school – I had a, uh, a high school um, student you know, I went to high school with. He actually played for the Redskins for 11 years, getting James Jenkins. So um, I've never hated the Redskins uh, slash commanders. Um, you know, there are rivals in the division with the Giants. So that's my good story of the week here. Uh, God bless him. He's okay. And I hope he has much, much success in the NFL. And maybe he can put a positive spin on the mess that the commanders have become this year. By the way, one, did you see those helmets? Those helmets are really cool they've had. Some of the yeah, helmets. I thought the helmets are really cool. I like what the them and the Guardians did. So, yeah, and I was, I'm not getting, I was, look, I was look, kind of worried I, about I it, know, but it. I know it is all political stuff with that. Uh, bottom line is, they probably made more made more money with these team name changes than anything. So, yeah, I'm surprised the Redskins did it. I'm surprised they changed it. Um, yeah, and I'm you know look, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with it. Uh, was just saying that the commanders. Year. I mean, that, that. Well, they were just so adamant that it just wasn't gonna. They weren't gonna change, and I was well, surprised. I, well, I think they had pressure, unfortunately. Uh, and that's again that, but that's their, that their business. They have to make a business decision here. Uh, and 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 the Guardians slash Indians were in the same boat. Um, you know, and now I've heard a couple of other team names. You know, the, the Braves are probably going to be the next target, unfortunately. Ben will absolutely lose his mind. if they I don't think the Braves will change. He will lose his mind. But they got rid of the, the they got rid of the mask. Remember, they changed the mascot. Yes. Which Ben was like, and it was ridiculous what they changed the mascot on that. Yes. So, you know, and, and but the history with that team, the yeah, I won't get into the politics. It's, it's ridiculous, but um. Hopefully they don't change it. All right, this is gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn this one over to you. Yeah. So, um, I, I, um, it, it's, it, it's just, it, it starts off kind of sad, but when you, when you look back, you know, at this person's time on this earth, and you see all the the good that they did, um, in a lot of different ways, it really, um. You know, it, it's really worth celebrating. You know, at the very beginning of the year, um, just a couple of days shy of her hundredth birthday, um, Betty White got a lot of great press. You know, a yeah. fantastic and you know Hollywood icon who did uh, countless work for yeah. you know animal rescue and other items. And uh, certainly one of her contemporaries in Hollywood uh, was Dame uh, Angela Lansbury, who passed away today. Um, and uh, Angela Lansbury is. Um, Absolutely, one of my favorite actresses. Great um, actress. Murder She Wrote was a great show, guys. Great. It really was. No, when actually, the reruns of that show? Because it's a great show, by the way. It's Murder it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. So yeah. I, I watched that show with my grandmother. I watched uh-huh. that show with my parents. Um, I I love I love that show. Oh, it was um, great! I love show. No other show like that show. So unique concept, yeah. And I mean, she voiced Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, 
before that she had um she she spent years I mean decades in Hollywood and Broadway for that matter um uh, uh an incredible life well lived um you know she's of Irish descent she she came over to this country she lost actually lost her accent um she I mean uh, her accent was very Americanized what you heard on Murder She Wrote for example in the 80s that was that was her real voice like yeah. she she was not Americanizing her accent or anything like that that was how she spoke and um um, she was um, uh, just a beautiful soul in a lot of ways. And, uh, and I mean, she did an incredible job acting in a, a very not lovable role in the Manchurian candidate, uh, which I thought was one of her best performances of her career. Incredible. Uh, one of my favorites. I still watch it. Um, yes. Sometimes with my kids, sometimes without <laughs> uh, bed knobs and broomsticks. Still one of my favorite films as a kid. Uh, just a great character in that, in that film. So um love love angela lansbury but the reason i chose as my good things are happening here is uh you know you can do a lot of things with fame right you can do a lot of negative things with fame you can do you know you can accumulate wealth and you can keep it to yourself and there's a lot of things you can do with it she chose to use her wealth and her prominence uh, for two incredible causes um and one is one that i'm deeply passionate about which is domestic abuse and there's a lot of speculation about her first marriage. She got married at 19 to a 30 plus, 35 plus year old man uh, during World War II. It lasted less than a year. Um, and she, um, you know, there was speculation that maybe there's some just, but they remained friends even till his, till, till, till his death in 1960. Um, but, and then she stayed with her current spouse until his death in 2003. And then she never remarried. Uh, when she died uh, today so um, but she did incredible work with domestic abuse uh, domestic abuse victims uh, specifically women but also children as well uh, which is a topic that I'm, I'm very passionate about and then but also she did some she did countless work uh, in the 80s um, with uh, through some organizations through Broadway actually not through Hollywood so not a lot of prominence there uh, for, for AIDS and HIV uh, research and uh, victims as well. And uh, um, she did a lot of a lot of incredible charitable work over the years uh, for those for those two areas specifically. And you know, yeah, you know we could say at ni- at 96 years and we can reflect on her death and how that's sad and yeah, but in her 96 years she made the she made the absolute most of it. Um, and she did a fantastic, fantastic job and work with the charities that she worked with. I have a heart for charity, as many of you all know. Um, and uh, it was just some beautiful work that she did. And so that's what I chose to spot my good and great things are happening here. Yes, she's passed on, but her legacy, not just in her profession, uh, but in her philanthropy will live on for, for decades to come. So um, um, Angela Lansbury, you'll be missed. Um, but thank you for gracing us with the stage, the screen, but most importantly, um, using your platform for the greater good of human uh, humankind. So thank you. Yeah, um, I didn't know all that to you, you know, now. Obviously about the humanitarian stuff. And I got to admit, I, I didn't know she I didn't know she was still alive because she kind of went. She did a lot of this stuff, it sounds like very quietly. You know? she, had, she lived a very private life. She yeah, she was yeah. very she was very much uh, uh, um, um, 
she kept a lot of stuff out of public eye. She had two. So she inherited a stepson with her second marriage. Right. And then she had two children of her own, Anthony and Deidre. Yeah. And uh, they actually got really into, unfortunately, in the late 60s and 70s, they got really into uh, counterculture. And uh. there were there were some drug history. Of both of them, both of them kicked the addictions that they had. Um, there was actually an, an unfortunate, prominent connection between Deidre and the Charles Man. Uh, uh, Charles Manson um, group, um, but she wasn't implicated in any of that uh, of any of that horrendous activity or anything like that. But she was a, a known associate of, of of many of the people in that group, and uh, but uh, both of them lived on to do great things. Uh, her son Anthony actually directed uh, several dozen episodes of Murder She Wrote. So that was that became his profession. He was a TV director. So um, her husband was a director and producer too. So uh, kind of he kind of went into the family business, so to speak. So, um, but uh, but yeah, they were very much a private family. He kept a lot of things uh, close to the vest, and so it's kind of hard to find out stuff about her. But uh, she's she did incredible work, and she, like I said, she was a brilliant brilliant actress. Oh, Murder She Wrote was a brilliant show. I mean, it was, yeah. um, you know, you'd watch NFL football and then you skip six, you go have dinner during 60 minutes, right? Because like, they, <laughs> they never cancel because they never canceled 60 minutes. But then when 60 minutes was over, you went right to murder. She wrote and you, you know, you, you watched that on Sunday nights. And that show, I mean, that show came on when I was in high school. And when it went off the air, my wife was pregnant with my oldest son. No, my oldest son was already born. Let me say that. No, he was born during the last season of Murder, She Wrote. So. Uh, and I was just, I looked at today show was in the top, top 12, 13, 11, 11 years in a row. And then the last year, it, I forget why it faded off. I think they moved the day or something like that. Uh, she had an incredible sense of humor on that show too. The humor she brought onto that show was, uh, was great. So, uh, I said it was a very one of a kind show. I thought yeah, she was uh, very clever, very clever. That, that whole concept of the, you know, the uh, murder writer becoming the detective. And it, I think it, it really, uh, really brought the world. And, you know, the other thing I'll just mention that people may not realize, you know, Tom Bosley, a lot of people don't realize he had a long run on that show. Not long. He had a little a, a run on that show for about several years. He didn't have it. Um, he was on like the first few years. He kind of got a second post Howard Cunningham, like life as a sheriff. So uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I, I guess I did not know all that about her, so that's a, that's an amazing thing. And she lived a very good life. Obviously, uh, she lived in '96. Wow. Yeah, just a couple of days shy of her she birthday. Was beautiful when she like when, her when birthday she was, was on the 16th of October. So wow. She was, she was so about she, to be 97. She was beautiful. Or I mean, I'm not saying she, she was very beautiful when she was younger too. If you look at some of the, I saw some of the pictures today. Radiant. All right, yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Totally yep. agree. Yep. All right. That was how in passing you could have, you know, great, you know, lived a great life. Great things are happening here. Um, and uh, always sponsored by Tobacco USA. Thank you, Bear, on that one. My pleasure. All right. We are down to the nitty gritty. Right, people is is probably companies. This is where the hate mail will probably come. 
All right. So let me pull up the list again, and we can see where we are. And we, Bear and I have had the same eight companies just arranged differently on this list. I have a feeling this is where the, the divide will happen. I believe we'll, we'll have differences with these two. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. My number my number 10 will be different than yours. Yeah, and I have a couple of companies that are not on this. And it's going to be I'm, I'm curious if there's the one company that we both don't have on this list that that will get like tomatoes thrown at us. So But I think we we've, we've kind of looked at these very similarly. We may have had one of I don't think we disagree. I I thought we were going to be much further apart. We really haven't been. So so you're going with number nine. You're doing, we're doing nine, nine, 10, 10, right? Right. So I'm going to do nine. You're going to do nine. Yep. Uh, I'm going to do 10. And yeah. The seven, eight worked out well, actually. I'm glad we did it that way. It just worked out well. Yeah. Okay. So my number nine uh, is a company that has had uh, a lot of prominence over the years. They, they manufacture a very well-known uh, contract brand uh, that did not make my top 10 spoiler. Um uh, but they've done a lot of great things um, over the years. Uh, they continue to manufacture some of the most popular brands in the humidor. They've had a couple of number ones on the cigar aficionado uh, top 10, top 25 list. Um, they're, uh, they're also a, a humidor staple. Um, and, and that company is my father cigars. Ooh. So, so my father to me, and, and I think um, it's a, it, much like STG is a little bit, a little bit uh, more like they have the potential to be higher, um, but they also have the potential to be lower. And I think, look, the tobacco is there. The blending is there. The brands are there. Their acquisition of Fonseca was highly lauded and highly acclaimed. And what they did with that particular brand and blend uh, is, is, is pretty, pretty well, really well done. So yep. um, I'm, I uh, really struggled with this one. Cause I thought there, I thought it could have been higher, but I, again, I also thought it could have been lower, but I thought this was a pretty good spot for them. So I agree. Uh, um. That being said, um, they are my number nine uh, company on my top 10 power rankings for another uh, company that I put in that Oliva Rocky Patel boat. They don't, they don't, they, they imagine if they had the My Father Fanatics or something like that. Uh, I think that they're not tapping into that. But there's a lot of cigars they sell, and they do very well. And they're an absolute like machine. And you look at what uh, you go, you know. I don't think my father gets the accolades in packaging that they should. They're packaging some of the best in the industry, and that's important. I mean, most my father's cigars display really nice in the human, even Vegas, Vegas, Vegas Cubana, right? Mm-hmm. That's even that packaging. That's one of the more inexpensive cigars, and and it, it just it, it showcases so nice. And I think they've also climbed up a bit. 
and and uh, you know, I think a few years ago, they a couple of years ago, I might not have them in the top ten. I think they were in a little bit of a slump about three or four years ago, but they they bounced yeah, back. Fair. I think they bounced back. I think they're bouncing back really nice. I think Fonseca was a great boost for them, uh, for sure. Uh, and then you know. The limiteds this year also uh, really cool. The limiteds, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, we still haven't seen Florida Santillas yet, but yeah. Um, I think they, uh, um, they're a company I don't think gets covered enough by cigar media in general either. But I do see at least some people go to that booth, unlike Oliva, which no one goes to the booth from the online media. You know, so, um, but I do see some people from my father go there, and and again, uh, fine, always helpful for us in there. So, uh, um, which we, uh, we, you met Joseph for the first time this year. He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. He's a great. Interview. He, I mean, he did the tour when I went down to my father years ago. So he's coming, uh, he's really come a long way too. So great pick. What do you got at number nine, Coop? All right. Number nine. Um, this is a company, um, that has, I think they've started to try to tap into the giant a bit. Uh, I think they have kind of shown another side to them. Uh, the other side of this company, which I think was kind of just bursting to get out. And I think they had an influx of some younger talent to do that. Um, and they have been producing some incredible cigars over the last three or four years. And that's Alec Bradley. Um and, you know, they are another one I think that could easily crack the top five. Um, I think the double broadleaf, we need to give that some time. It just came out, right? And again, uh, you know, they, they, awesome but they've cigar. Had, yeah, yeah, they've had some hits though. I mean, they've had Magic Toast, um, they've had Kintsugi, Gatekeeper. Uh, I would say those are the, the, the big ones they've really hit with. Um, they have come out with some of the fine and rares that have come out the last couple of years. Uh, they're doing some very innovative sampler type stuff. You know, we did a sample show a couple of weeks ago. We didn't get to talk about the, the mold sampler they did because if we had known about that, that would have been great to even talk about that one. I mean, they're doing some really innovative things. Um, and I think you asked if, if I had put this on 2016, they wouldn't have been on this list. They would have been, they probably would have fallen off this list. Um, their brand that I could just tell you does very, very well on Cigar Coop, though. Alec Bradley content is some of the most read content out there um, over the last few years. It's, it's, it's higher than a lot of the other companies on this list. Um, and uh, I think they're doing great stuff. Um, and we all love the double bar we've come out of it. I, I think they, uh, they, 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 they've now been much more engaging um, at all levels of the company. Uh, anything we ask for the company, uh, they've been very, very helpful to us. So, uh, Alec, Alec Bradley at number nine. Bear? Bear? I lost Bear. How about that? So, I lost Bear. Um, this is Will here. Uh, on uh on primetime special edition 129 bear has fallen off i don't know what happened to him here uh but we'll hold off till he kind of gets back in there i hope he didn't lose his internet connection um but we'll we'll stay tuned on that 
um, as long as he does that. Uh, what I will do is uh, we'll get into a sponsor read uh, and then we'll get that out of the way. And then we'll, we'll hopefully Bear will be back uh, momentarily uh, on that. So uh, let me mention uh, Michael's Tobacco. With just over a decade of ownership, Michael's Tobacco has become the premier tobacconist for the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area and cigar patrons the world over. With two convenient locations in Euless, just a quick jaunt from the DFW airport, and Keller, Texas, Michael's Tobacco stands as a beacon for the Texas cigar retailers. Michael's was the very first cigar lounge in the state of Texas to add a full bar to its list of ever-growing accommodations. Proprietor Mike Peacock is a former IPCR board member and now has made Michaels a family affair by having his son Bob join the ownership force. Together, they have brought a true and blessed mainstay for their respective communities. Whether you're celebrating an anniversary, birthday, hole in one, or just a desire to relax, Michaels Tobacco will have the perfect cigar rating with an exquisite beverage pairing and lively conversation. Visit michaelstobacco.com for more details and a calendar of upcoming events. Michaels Tobacco, not just a cigar shop, but the perfect blend of Texas hospitality and the days of yore. And I'm bears getting back in here. I'll just mention uh, Aganorsa Leaf. Uh, be sure to go to cigarcoop.com. Uh, go to the sidebar, click on the Aganorsa experience. Uh, that will take you to the Aganorsa Leaf uh, YouTube channel. Some great content this month. Terrence Riley is explaining actually what validation is and how they use it as part of the way their company does business in quality control. So be sure to check out uh, the Aganorsa experience. Again, go to the Cigar Coop homepage, click on the sidebar. It'll take you right there. Bear, are you back? Uh, I am. I'm using my phone. Uh, I don't know what's going on with my internet connection. That's what I figured. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but, uh, but I'm here. Okay. So. so no problem. We're getting close to the end uh, of both things. So, uh, I just wrapped up Alec Bradley. I don't know how much you caught it at. Uh, yeah, I mean, I caught the selection and everything. Um, I, I think it's a great pick. Um, agree with all the points that you made and everything. So, okay, awesome, awesome. No, appreciate it as well. Um, so we are uh, down to our tenth pick right now. Indeed. Um, so um, yeah, I'll go ahead and go give my 10th spot pick here. Um, and um, um, I think this is a, this is a, a big surprise for a lot for, and I, I think you're going to disagree with it in a lot of ways, but it, it's really hard to argue with their last few years of success. And it's really hard to argue with the year that they've had. Uh, I think it's a fantastic uh, banner year for this particular company. Uh, much smaller than a lot of the companies that we've been discussing tonight in a lot of ways, uh, but their, their force in this industry uh, is, is not to be reckoned with, especially right now. Uh, they've partnered with uh, an incredible, uh, powerful individual that's really helped put their name on the map even more than it already was. Their community is fierce and passionate. We talked about the Perdomo army earlier, um, and uh, this company has an army of its own. Uh, of, of, of passionate fans. Their engagement is incredibly well done. They have their own community. They have their own um, group of, of patrons that get, uh, that can, you know, that get uh, special stuff every year uh, and special releases and everything like that. So they have a very favorite fan base. And so my number 10 uh, spot power for these power rankings goes to Espinosa Cigars. Okay, so I want to comment on that, but before I do, 
I want to unveil my number 10. And it's Espinosa Cigars as well. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So a lot of the same reasons why for what you said. Uh, I will just be very blank. Guy Fieri popped them into. They would probably be sitting below the bubble. And I've seen people say, well, why not AJ? We're going to get to why some companies missed the list. But this one kind of crept. Oh, I'll tell you who just got bumped by them. But you can't argue that what, what we saw at the trade show, what we saw at the Great Smoke, what we're seeing in the retail humidors, um, they're getting the ratings, okay? They've had a banner year in terms of product. I think they've had this. I think they've had, yes, the products have been more limited, but a lot of the stuff from last year has been high-quality stuff as well. Um, and you know what? They still have that factory, and there's still companies like Villager are calling them. I know we don't put the factory piece into this, but I think it's important, like Villager, Protocol. There's companies that are calling them, wanting to make cigars with them. Uh, they have done, you know, they've done an amazing, amazing job. And I think what I saw is they changed the game this year in the cigar industry for how, um, how you bring a celebrity into the industry. And guess what? We see people smoking Espinosa cigars, not just online. It, to me, this was, I was kind of wondering too. Like, I thought maybe this was going to be my... I mean, you said it. I'm like, holy cow, we, we both had the same one. I mean, we were 9 to 10, right? And I'll tell you, my father was the one that just missed the list. Uh, it probably They probably would have gotten 10 had it not been for Guy Fieri this year. So You I'll can't argue I, with... Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to reserve some talk about Alec Bradley for here. So I keep keep going, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I agree with you on this. We're pretty much in the same boat. Um, like I said, I also think that um, I'm not just talking about, like a lot of people, I know Espino has a big presence on Facebook and maybe Instagram, but like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Espinosa smokers and they're, they're producing high quality cigars. And I think that's even more important in a lot of ways. Uh, they gave Guy Fieri a very high quality cigar. So this was a good job. This was a good job. They were, and, and I go back to that trade show again. It was so, that was like, well-oiled model how you do this and you know what people are talking about espinosa cigars you know what it was on guy fieri's tv show they mentioned it i mean it's opening doors that that you cannot believe and they're doing it the right way yeah um i mean i i it's it's incredible the job that they're doing uh hats off to eric his team, Hector, Jack, Richie, Eric Jr. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got an incredible team in place. Um, and what they've done, uh, their partnership with Guy Fieri, you nailed it on the head. I mean, they showed the world how to do a celebrity cigar, how to do it right. And they found the right person to take them into the stratosphere. People, you you know, you were one of these people, Coop, you, you know, that, um, I mean, you knew who Guy Fieri was, but you didn't get it. I didn't right? get it, yeah. So I met him. And yeah. we tried, I mean, we tried telling you, and, and it was proof was in the pudding. You saw it firsthand. Yeah. You saw it at the, the trade show. And uh you saw what you know what what he brought to the table. And uh and it was just an incredible display 
of of business acumen. Yeah, and uh, incredible display of incredible products. Because let's face it, if the cigar is shit, it doesn't matter who's behind it, right? But this knuckle sandwich is fantastic. Uh, they they developed two core lines behind the brand, and then they came out with a limited at the trade show. There's stuff in the wind about that they're not done yet with the brand. We don't know what that means. They have a fourth um, cigar coming out. I know that. Yeah. So um, Espinosa Cigars, uh, like you said, was kind of a bubble before this year. But I predict that Espinosa Cigars will be going up this list as we do this power as we as we do this power rankings exercise over the next you know yeah. however long we do. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Um. Well, well, fantastic. There's our list. So for me, it was Drew Estate number one, Arturo Fuente number two, Altadas USA number three, Padron number four, Rocky Patel number five, STG General and Forge Cigars number six, Perdomo number seven, Oliva number eight, My Father number nine, and Espinosa Cigars wraps up my top ten power rankings. Uh, for Coop, if you don't mind, go ahead. Coop, Drew State number one. So we had the same number one. Perdomo number two. He's gonna catch more shit over that than my number seven. Just saying. Um, from Nick. Arturo from Nick. Fuente, number three. Padrone. We both had it number four. Altadas USA at number five. STG, the same as me. Number six. Rocky Patel number seven. The same as me. Oliva number eight. Alec Bradley number nine. And Espinosa Cigars number ten. And um, I'm going to do, if I can get my computer back up, Coop, I wanted to share some uh, additional insights, if okay. you'll permit me. So, yeah. yep. um, and that is, um, I actually went to 20. I have 20 as well, but I didn't rank them. I did. I'm going to share them, uh, but I'm not going to share them in order with the exception of two brands. I am going to talk about my number 11 brand and I'm going to talk about my number 20 brand or company rather, not brand, excuse me, company. Um, number 11, Coop, uh, you and I were pretty darn close. I had Alec Bradley on the bubble. Okay. Uh, number 11 was Alec Bradley for me for all the reasons you talked about. Um, I predict that they're going to be there. I think, I think they will be a standard top 20 power rankings for years to come. And I could see them easily going up this list for me personally, um, very, very easily. Um, my number 20 though, and I'll share the rest of mine in non-sequential order here shortly. But my number 20 company is a company that I think you and I agree a few years ago, uh, this would have been, we would have probably laughed at ourselves if we had had th this discussion. Um, but um, I not only see them at number 20, but I also see them falling if they don't start, if something doesn't change quickly. And that's Davidoff. I have Davidoff at number 20. And I know we had a person in the chat that was saying that Davidoff was number one and a few years ago, I, 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 I could have argued that, you know, 
I could have yep. seen that. I could have argued that. And I would have thought that, that was pretty much the case. Um, I think they've got incredible. I have, I think they have probably one of the most innovative, creative, young and smart people in this industry. And Eddie Guerra, I think Eddie is one of the premier cigar people in this industry has to offer. Uh, he would instantly make any company that we've mentioned tonight in our top 10, a contender for that number one spot. If Drew Estate were ever able to, to wrangle him away, I, I would be terrified of what the monsters of Drew Estate would become. Um, because I just think he is, I think he's that brilliant and I think he's that talented. And despite that, I just don't know what they're doing. Um, I really don't, I don't understand it. And I think, uh, it's unfortunate because I think they have so much to offer. So, um, but here's the rest of my, uh, top 20 in non-sequential order. Um, I had Agonorsa, La Florida Minicana, AJ Fernandez, Quesada, Foundation Cigar Company, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, Tatuaje, and McAuliffe. Well, so our, our next queue is very different. Well, those were that was in non-sequential order. Um, I had Alec Bradley at number eleven, so we're not too far. And off I had my fault. And by the way, if I eleven would have been my fault, I didn't go. Like I said, that would have been my fault for sure. Any of those not make? Did I have any? Do you have anything that not in your twenty that I uh, mentioned? Yeah, I have several. Um, let me. Give me a second here. I apologize. Um, let me pull this up here. Um, we meet yours again. We meet yours again. Okay, so I'm just gonna again. I'm gonna grab. Okay, I got it. I got mine. I got it. Yeah, gonna, I got it. So I'm gonna okay. grab them in a random order. Yep. Uh, uh, Alec Bradley, number eleven, was the one I mentioned. Davidoff at number twenty. Right, but in. I had done Barton Tobacco and Trust, Foundation Cigar Company, AJ Fernandez, Quesada, La Florida Dominicana, Agonorsa, Tatawahe. Yeah, we may want to expand this to 15 to 20 next time, too, I'm thinking, too. Um, okay, so our, our next queue was very different, though, is what I'll say. So I had my father was the one that missed the bubble. Now, these other ones I did not rank. They were ones I was considering uh, at one point. So here's what I had. Davidoff. I had my father at 11, and then the rest not in order. Davidoff, E.P. Carrillo, Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust, LaFleur Dominicana, A.J. Fernandez, Crowned Heads, Tatawahe, CLE, and Hoya de Nicaragua. Now, Hoya de Nicaragua would probably be the twenty. Um, and I'm basing Hoya de Nicaragua on the accolades, probably. Uh, and the fact that they, you know, it's still very much promoted by Drew Estate. But I say Hoya de Nicaragua would probably be in the 20 there. Um, AJ Fernandez, the problem with AJ Fernandez, and I saw people, AJ, you have to look at AJ. I looked at AJ Fernandez Cigar Company. Uh, yeah, as I a did, company, not as a, not as a, a manufacturer. That's the difference. Right. That's, that's the, the difference here. Okay. I know we said, and I know they have manufacturing capabilities, right? But now I know the New World Dorado 
is going to be a monster for them. I do believe it's going to be a big hit for them. But it wasn't enough time that just hit the market, right? Um, the one I kept like saying that we were going to get eggs on is Saka. That's the one we're going to get Dunbar. And look, for Dumbarton to be on that list is pretty damn good. Right? Pretty damn good to me, you know, to be in that. But but he's just a little smaller. Um, you know, and look, he probably was on that bubble as well. But what Espinosa did, they creeped up on the list right now this year. Saka had a little bit of a quieter year this year. Um, so no. Tatawai's had a great year. Tatawai was another one I was looking at too. That's why I'm really anxious to discuss this in a year or right. six months. Right. Where do these go? Like, like what do we see happen on this? But you know, when we're talking these companies, these are not honorable mentions. These are ones, like I said, we were, I think if we expand this to 20 next time, it'd be very interesting to see how this goes. We do the whole show around it next time. So we have time to do the 20. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we were very close on our top 10. I think we had, you didn't have EP Carrillo on there. No. I was surprised with that one. That one surprised I, me. I, I think they're a, they're a bubble on my top 20. Wow. Um, Over McCall. Um, McCall's a great company. I just, McCall is on the strength of the ambassadors. And I would say they're top 25 for sure. But they, they just missed the top. I mean, it was tough. I was looking at them in Hoya. Here, here's the way I view McCallif. Let's talk about let's 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 just for the sake of argument, let's go ahead and compare McCallif and yep. EP Carrillo. Here's my problem with EP Carrillo as a as a cigar company in terms of like power rankings, right? Right. You know, I love the cigars. Yeah, I am a I am a I am a total fanboy of Ernesto and his blending. Yeah, right. I love it. Um, love everything he, nearly everything that he makes. Um. And my problem with them is that they are very, very hot and cold. They have a good run. They got these two number ones from Cigar Aficionado. But like, I, I don't understand it, Coop, because I think the Encore is fucking phenomenal cigar. But it really hasn't taken off for them, right? You don't see it in a lot of humidors. Pledge is much, been much more successful. Pledge has been much more successful. But yeah. again, you have Encore. Then the next year is their 10th anniversary. We really don't hear much from them, which is weird. Then they release Pledge, which again, again, launches them up. Yep. And then they've been quiet again. They've well, got they got some stuff. They got some, but those haven't hit the market most of that stuff yet. Right. Like the allegiance hasn't hit the market yet. Right. And time will tell about allegiance. But again, I haven't really, I heard more about Encore and more about Pledge than I have allegiance when they were. Yeah. Allegiance, well, according to what I heard, it was not even ready. They, they, last minute, they decided to just sow something on the, at the show, is what I heard. Um, I do think they're starting to get their sales team in order right now with, with Jerry Grip running the team. So uh, I, I think there's some things. They're getting a little more engaged with Lizette. If you notice, I think so. They're doing some things. They're starting to do some of these things right now. Uh, I think they're starting to tap the consumer channel. I think they got a long way to go with that. Um. So yeah, that that was an interesting one. Um, I'm going. I think they they have enough momentum. Uh, with pledge, probably and an inch. You know, the interesting about inch. The original inch is still are the best selling cigars they have. 
they've tried to do yeah. other inches. They haven't had that success. We'll see what Inch Nicaragua does. So, um, Davidoff. Let's talk Davidoff. So, I had a little bit of a different view of Davidoff. Um, we talked about skew reduction is good. I was concerned that the skew reductions I saw in Davidoff, particularly around Camacho. And there was some releases that were just gone. I, I saw three releases just wiped out. Um, American Barrel Aids, Nicaraguan Barrel Aids, and Coyolar, which they put a lot of effort into bringing those brands to market. And it, it just hasn't, it hasn't, and Camacho hasn't done much except for the Factory Unleashed, which it's an okay cigar. Um, they, 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 I think they really have, but to- it's a, it's a limited budget friendly yeah. cigar. Like, I mean, that's great and everything. And, you know, you, you and I could argue about whether or not yeah. it's a good cigar, but I mean, I liked them. Um, I know you weren't as high on them necessarily as a, as a collective unit, but a limited budget friendly cigar. Ha- I mean, ha- I mean, they have a good story for it. I mean, I, I like what they, I like the way they spin it. I, I do too. But, I do too. I think, again, I, I think it gives them some, I, I, I think that should be a regular production cigar. But like they're the, this bold, you know, live life bold kind of tagline and they're just kind of letting it dwindle, you know? Some, something got lost with Camacho. Now, and it's this is not on Eddie by any means either. I think this started before Eddie got there. Um, and he's put some new creative. The one, there is one bright smart in the Davidoff portfolio that I think has been a surprise for them. And that's the Zeno Nicaragua. Um, that's been a surprise for them. I think that's something where they hit pay dirt with. I think that's a better cigar than the Camacho. Um, where would Davidoff have been in 2017 on this list? Well, Coop, can we circle back for just a second on something? I want yeah, you to, yeah, uh, yeah. Then I want to answer that question. Yeah, because if if you don't mind, I, I need to I need to shut down for just a second. I'll be I will be back. I apologize. Okay, I apologize to our audience. No, I'll I'll, I'll do some promo for the next show, and we have some more wrap up to do in here. So yeah, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Okay, so while Bear's doing that, uh, we just completed our top ten list. Uh, some programming notes. Um. We have a primetime show coming up on Thursday, and it is the second edition of the Name Council. And on that show, we will be determining what are cigar brands and what are not cigar brands. And I think sometimes the word brand is thrown around a bit the wrong way. And we have a we're going to be having a, a, a Name Council. Uh, with Aaron and myself. So that will include, uh, of course, the cigar surgeon, who is kind of the chairman of the council. Uh, you can't have that without the, uh, from development house. Uh, we are also going to have Eric Thompson, Master Sensei, who inspired this idea when we were doing a cigar draft show and he came up with brands. And I was kind of questioning if these were brands or not, giving him a hard time. And I inspired a show. So I want to give him the opportunity to be on that, that name council. And then we decided to bring a retailer in and we brought Jay Davison, who is a guy who can get into the weeds and uh, we'll get his, a perspective on that. So that will be the episode 245 of the name council. 
and that will uh, be on uh, primetime episode uh, 245 this Thursday. Um, on We are also going to be doing a jukebox episode next Monday. Um, we are finalizing what the topic is going to be. Um, but while we are waiting for Bear to come back, um, I want to talk about Jukebox episode 80 uh, because it was one of the uh, most incredible, one, one of the more incredible Jukebox episodes. Uh, and this is where we bring cigars and music together. And we brought Matt Ty in from How About That Cigar. He did the show on Monday night and we did what was called an album archaeology. And what album archaeology is, is we take an album and we break it down. We tell the stories. We tell the uh, we, we, we talk about the tracks um, just in general, the engineering of the album. We get, and we picked uh, because Matt's a Minnesota guy. Uh, there was probably and we were trying to get Garrett. We couldn't get Garrett because he had a commitment. But uh, the we talked about Prince and the Revolution's Purple Rain. Uh, and I really think we broke that album down to a level uh, that everyone can understand. And if you've heard the album before, you'll probably listen to it in a very different light. So that just uh, debuted uh, earlier this week, actually yesterday. Um, and we have that show coming up as well. So uh, while we were waiting for Bear to come back, um, I'll go ahead one episode. Bear doesn't even notice. Uh, but we have a guest coming on primetime episode 246 that will be on uh, that will be on. I'm sorry. It will be on October 20th. And the guest will be Howard Gomes from Howard G Cigars. We wanted to get this guy on for a while and uh, we got him. So I'm very excited about that. We have confirmation that Howard will be on the show. Uh, so that'll be episode 246. Um, very, very excited about that um, coming up. So you'll definitely want to to tune in to those shows um, and, uh, you know, just stay tuned to our schedule. We won't be doing a special edition until um, the Election Day show um, on November 8th. So it'll be, it'll be a Tuesday show. But we, we do that show twice a, a month for that right now. Uh, Will Cooper here. I am uh, waiting for Bear to come back. Uh, I'm back, Cooper. I'm trying yeah. to I'm still waiting for something to kick yeah. on. Yeah, that's okay. I just saw uh, some comment. Aaron Nielsen saying, how do you have McAuliffe and not crown heads? Is his question to you. I had crown okay, heads, by the way. So, okay, so so actually I want to bring this up because I think it's a very important. <laughs> then we'll go talk uh, about the Davidoff piece. Well, I want to get back to the Davidoff piece. Okay, so let's, can you hear me? Yes, you're perfect. So let's talk about this, okay? So um, I think the Davidoff piece is an important point of discussion. Um, in 2017, I absolutely think they not only would have been in the top 10 power rankings, I would have, they're, they're, in, the, they're in the top three. I would have had a number one. I would have had him number one. I think at the time, Drew State. I, I think it very. Yeah. I think it argue. I think yeah, argue. Yeah, arguably, I think they could have been number one. Top three, no conservative issue. top three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were just. I mean, two thousand from two thousand. I mean, we did that whole show when Hans Christian left the company. 
and we went through that error, and that was kind of like an error of product innovation we had never seen, like at a level like that. Hit after hit, they were coming out with. They seem to be just everything they did was turning to gold. Um, but they've they've definitely come down the pole, uh, you know, to some extent. Um, I mean, they still make a lot of great products. I'm not saying they don't. I mean, they're still in the list, but I, yeah, they missed. But I would have had them that high uh, back back five years ago. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it's then, and that's. I think that's what's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, frankly, is just um, how much they've fallen uh, to the point where, like, I think they're going to fall further if they don't. Ch- if something doesn't change, Coop, when we do this again in six months or a year, uh, Davidoff will not be on my top twenty. They they need three cigars, regular production. To introduce, they need to introduce an Abo, a Camacho, and a Davidoff. Regular production, no limiteds. You, I think they need one. I think it's time. You know, they haven't had a they haven't had a regular production Davidoff since late hour, five years. Now, I don't think I don't think they they should be coming out at the levels because they were coming out with during Hans Christian. I think they do have to slow it down. Um, but Camacho, I'm just concerned about Camacho right now. When I saw those lines discontinued, some major lines that they put a lot of effort into uh, branding and everything. Okay. Um, I mean, we did the whole Chef David. We did that on with Aaron, but we did the whole Chef David Rose thing on the American versus Nicaragua Barrel. I wanted to get David. Rose. We're still friends on Facebook. Yeah. And he's like, he's Just like, yeah, he's a Keep trying. Well, I, I, great. Guy. He was a great guest. He was a great guest, by the way. Well, he's not partnered with anyone in particular, but I know he smokes cigars, so we right. could always just talk about it. But, but I mean, like, you can talk about food. You guys can talk about food, yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I think he, uh, that, I mean, what they did was just incredible. They were on such an incredible run. But yeah, they did that whole American versus Nicaraguan thing. And it was, it was, I thought it was really fun. And, and it seemed like it had some traction and everything, too. To see those brands kind of discontinued. Now, we don't know. Maybe they would discontinue because of tobacco availability. That's possible. So we want to be fair there, but still, when I saw those gaps coming, I mean, Coilar never really took off again. They tried to bring it back, and it, it never took off. And it was a good, it was a decent cigar. It was a good cigar. They had so many misses in between Camacho, like Shellback, um, and things of that nature. That you know, the box press, the box press ones were pretty good, and then they yeah. did those those barrel aged cigars where they barrel aged like the Connecticut and stuff, and they were pretty good too. But Camacho, which was I think. A huge story in that whole Davidoff heyday. I remember, you know, it was one of my top stories. That whole rebranding, they've. I think it struggled a bit for them for sure. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I don't know what they're doing with Avo. But we're still waiting in the wind. We're still waiting. For they, they've been be really quiet. I mean, they 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 held. They, I had them higher than twenty, right? If I probably right, I don't think they were my twenty, but they're holding their strings right now on white label. Is where yeah. they're holding their strengths with me. Yeah. The white label is, you know, that's where they're holding the strengths. They've had changes in the company, yeah. So, but I think the one bright spot has been that Zeno release. I think they really need to build on. They they start. It looks like they're starting to. So I think that's they have some. I I I didn't like it at first, but I think the cigar was good, and it's it's. I think I, people. I see people smoking it. Davidoff's another one. They need they need they need more consumer engagement. So let's talk about the elephant in the room that Aaron brought up. Yeah, and then we're gonna hear I, from Soccer, I'm sure. 
Yeah. Well, I think you I think you illustrated my point on 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 Steve Soccer. It's not big enough. There's not big he's, enough. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a bubble company. And but if that's, we were ranking think, personalities, it would be another story. Yeah. He's growing. Yes. I mean, for, for him to be where he's he growing. Is, I think yeah. I think he if OK, if Guy Fieri doesn't happen, we could argue he's in the 10 spot. I, I agree. I, I think we agree with that. Right. Um, and he, even though I had Alec Bradley at 11. Yeah. And I didn't rank the rest of my things. You could tell where I'm by, by the way I'm talking, where I had done Barton Tobacco and Trust. But yeah, like, again, they have a very small business. It's very small. It's very yeah. it's family run. Um, and he's growing his business. And he he went from not existing seven years ago. To now a, a, top 20, a potentially top 10. Yeah, he power ranking. That's a great in the story. cigar industry. That's from the ground awesome. up, he built this thing. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't think he, yeah. So for people, who are gonna, like, and I'm sure people are going to run and tell soccer, hey, these guys left you off the list, right? I tell them this. We, we could tell them this. We could tell them this when we have them on El Oso. When you have, you know, when we're on the show, I mean, yeah. Well, he may not, not come now. <laughs> he may not come now. Well, oh, you know what the best part is? Loomis gets to see him on Friday. So, you know how, like, I have a Dumbarton review coming out tomorrow, right? And then this. You know how Aaron, like, whenever I see someone, Aaron puts out the review? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, this was coincidental. It happened. Like, so. <laughs> so, um, so, so, let's get Aaron brought, yeah, Aaron brought yeah. so Aaron brought up. Okay. So, the, the crowned heads, uh, crowned heads being in the top 20. Okay. So, I'm a huge crowned heads fan. Uh, you could have even call me a crowned heads, uh, formerly ace prime. Now Luciano cigars, uh, fanboy. love the cigars. Great cigars. Uh, great cigars. Great cigars. Uh, great individuals. Um, you know, running, running those, those two companies. Um, if we had done this three months ago, um, they would have arguably probably been right. Probably been on the bubble for me. They've been right okay. there. So the the breakup, so to speak, kind of leaves them in limbo for me personally. Um, do I think either one of them are going anywhere in particular crowned heads? No, I don't. Do I think Luciano cigars and and crowned heads and now Oz Jenner family cigars are going to be fine? Absolutely. Do I think they're going to put out con- continue putting out dynamic product and, and fantastic cigars? Yes, I do. Um, I, but this, this breakup of the company is, is leaving a lot of flux and a lot of questions to retailers, to consumers. And I'm, those questions are going to get answered in short order as, as the, I would say by the end of the, by the course of the end of the year, certainly by next trade show, like this will be a distant memory, hopefully. <laughs> and, uh, and I think they'll, uh, the, the dust will have settled and things will be back on track forever, but all parties uh, mentioned. Um, but for me right now, I, I, I be, because they had, they were so closely aligned and there's, there's words being exchanged on both sides about what, what was owned by what, who was blending this and who was blending that there's so much, clutter right now that it's really kind of hard to decipher enough to where like okay so where does this stand in terms of power rankings they've arguably had the best booth 
in the last two years of the PCA trade show. Uh, their consumer engagement from the media standpoint to a fan standpoint, their events, the reintroduction of Tim Osgener. I mean, coming out of the trade show, I mean, they were one of the hottest companies out there. Um, and this is a company thing, right? This was a company power rankings. And so they're saying, well, Barrett's crowned heads and it was Ace Prime now, formerly Ace Prime now, Luciano Cigars. And and I agree to that to a certain point that there's we're talking about two, potentially three separate companies in itself, sort of. Maybe but four. for the <laughs> for the past for the past thirty six months, they've been so closely aligned and so cohesive as a unit, both in the manufacturing, um, distribution, engagement. They were a total package and a great one. Let's just call it what it was. It was fantastic, right? Uh, and I say was because the package doesn't exist anymore. It's no longer there. So I'm not concerned. Uh, I'm not concerned like I am with Davidoff. I'll tell you that much because I think there's some, I think there are the right people in place in their separate entities and their separate roles and everything to get them back on track. Um, so yeah, they did not make my top 20 as it were, mostly cause I, I want to see how the dust settles. Uh, I want the dust to settle before I, I kind of put them back into this conversation. Does that disqualify? Well, Barry, are you saying they're disqualified? Kind of. And that's unfair. I, I know I'm, I'm not trying to win any prizes here and I know I'm not probably buying too much goodwill, but. I, at the same time, there's just there's just so much clutter right now, and it's going to get sorted out. I have faith in that. I believe in that. I think the cigars are fantastic, and this may have diluted the exercise because Barry, well, you're supposed to look at the last twelve months. I'm like, okay, I could have looked at the last twelve months, but the last twelve months is almost kind of erased now because there's just so much division and clutter that we're trying to all piece together and sort out that we really don't know what was what and what's going to be. Again, I think that's all going to get ironed out in, in the very near future. And I think we'll be having a converse, a very different conversation about all parties involved here in the very near future. Um, but that's kind of, that's kind of my take on that. So okay. Aaron, I hope, I hope that answers your question, Aaron. Uh, maybe not satisfies it, but um, but that's kind of where I am. I mean, I mean, what, what do you think about all that, Coop? Okay, so I have a, a very different take on this. Okay, um, they were not a bubble by any means here. Okay, they were further down, you know, in the top twenty. The problem I have with Crown Heads is their ability. They they release these lines that are supposedly core lines, and then they suddenly they can't get production of these lines right so four kicks maduro like a fantastic line um you know where is headley grange has been like i don't see a lot of headley grange like focus i, I don't see these are some of the early lines jd howard reserve jericho hill um the uh, luminosa i mean it, it's just it doesn't seem like they their big hit right now is mill ds and 
there is a question where I did not hold the split against them on this because I don't know how this is going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to put confidence and like in six months, if I see this split affect them, they won't be in the top 20. Okay. But until that happens, I'm going to put faith that, that, that John Huber, Mike uh, Condor, Tim Osgener, Miguel Chaudel, they know what they're doing. Um, and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to navigate through these words. I have confidence in that, right? I, yeah, you uh, and I are in lockstep. But I'm not, but just, I'm just a different perspective. They've got like to address it. the mill BS. That's the elephant in the room. That's it. That's become their biggest line. It's, it's gotten a lot of accolades and everything. They've got it. That's the one they got. I mean, if mill D, if mill BS kind of becomes another one of these JD Howard reserves, right. Or we, we don't get product for a while. That's, that's a, that's a, that's hurting your power ranking in my opinion. I mean, so they've got to, they, and like I said, they, they've got to get that. They've got to get some of these things. And you know what? Trim some of the lines at some point or make them or just say, hey, they're no longer core. They're limited production. They're going to come back in small batch runs and do it that way. But I, I think they got to figure that out. And that's why they didn't sniff the top 10 for me. On the other hand, they have a great fan base. A lot of people are passionate about this brand. They love it. Um, and. They look, there was no doubt the alliance with Luciano was very well. Luciano was not top 20, in my opinion. He's not big enough yet. He wasn't in enough stores yet. Um, I'll say another about Crown. Yeah. I still can't get their products in most stores in North Carolina. So they they have a they have to and Ben and I have talked about this a lot. I mean, they're limited, they're limited in terms of who they're selling to in North Carolina. And and you know, I'd love to see them selling every store in North Carolina because I think they have a fantastic product um that you know could it's untapped here so so but like i said they have a strong fan base they have good product address the mill in six months we'll see what i think in six months we'll know where crown heads is going to be um i thought moving to let potassier to noxa was brilliant by the way yes. i thought that was they they went and got to a factory it's really known for broadleaf uh dapper and dumbarton are using that broadleaf out of that factory so they're going to get a good product out of that. I mean, the product's yes. going to change. There's no way around it. They'll try to keep the blend close, but it's going to it's going to taste different. Um, there's, there's no way around that. So I, I that was a really big piece for me when I saw that announcement. I was really excited about that. Um, oh, I think was, I think it was a great move, and I think good for them for they got to address the future of the other brands, like what, what was happening with Juarez. MLDS. I think those are the other two people are going to want to know. It's very unusual that you see a, a cigar release and move factories that quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a good thing. I think it happened early. Yes. So, very yeah. much so. Yeah. I have listened. I, like I said, I've before, I, I'm not walking this back. Like I said, is it a little unfair? Yes. And, and we can have that discussion. I'm not trying to be an apologist for, for my opinion here. Right. And by the way, some people are asking for the rankings again, if you want to throw them up there, Coop. Absolutely. We'll throw them but, up there. But again, let me just say this. I have, I have complete faith in the individuals involved yep. that this, this will all get sorted out and that, you know, this time next year, I predict we won't be even, it, it might get a mention or two here and there, but this, um, this very public breakup won't even be a point of discussion anymore. And we'll be talking about the latest release from crown heads and we'll be excited about it. Cause it'll be a great cigar because that's what John and Mike and Miguel and Tim do. Yeah. And, and I, like I said, um, I kind of disqualified them um, and it might be a little unfair, um, but I just think it's, it's so public and it's just so much, there's just so much clutter right now that you, 
I, I personally couldn't sort it out enough to say, oh, yeah, they're clearly here. And again, that's unfair. Um, they're obviously a huge power player in this industry. Um, John, um, John's work in this industry is without question um, makes our industry better. I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. It's also going to be very exciting in a different way, because if, if anything's taught us, you know, some of the questions you kind of threw out there, Coop, about crown heads, if anything's taught us about John and Mike and their team is they're extremely flexible and they're extremely mobile and agile in a very real, but also productive and positive way. Yes. And so that's why I, I think, you know, I think I'm really excited about you. This, this idea of yours is that of the power rankings is really cool because I really can't wait to see where our discussion lands, you know, in the next few months or years, however often we want to do this. Yeah. Um, I think we maybe do it a minimum of twice a year. If we expand it, um, um, we'll publish this as well. These lists, um, so people can look at them, but you know, uh, like I said, we'll, I'll kind of make this a little more sophisticated where we see how things move up and down. Um, I don't think anyone's done something like this and it's a little unscientific and look, we don't have sales numbers. We, we just don't um, sales numbers would change. Maybe some of this stuff, but we don't have it. We, so we have to work with what we have. Um, so that that's what we're working with. <laughs> you know, is all is all I could say, <laughs> you know, um, our top 11 are literally the same. Literally, the only yeah, our top 11s are the same. That's why I put the 11 in there. Our top 11s, it's just we just had them in a different order. And we had top 10. We just had my father and Alec Bradley with a two that at nine, which were, are, were flipped at 11. That's how Bear and I did not talk about this either. That's the thing. We did not talk about this. Um, so, I, like I said, I said, there's no way he's going to have Espinosa. I'm going to probably take. At least I went out to get the call from Hector now, right? But but no, I mean, because because if we left Espinosa off, they would probably be justifiably so. Like, wh where is Espinosa here? We had a we had a they deserve to be there. I mean, that's the one I would say was was the surprise. Was the surprise, you know? So, um, you know, like I said, uh, and this list couldn't change for sure. Definitely. Yep. Awesome. Um, I just want a couple of things. Let me. Uh, well, we need to wrap up about the cigar, and then. Yeah, yeah. Just two more points. Uh, Lafleur, the NFT is was a big thing for them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, they're not. They can easily crack the top ten again. Uh, I think once Salih hits and stuff, I think you know. See that we talked about AJ Fernandez. I think there's certainly another one. And Hoya, I still think Hoya is a sleeping giant in a lot of ways. I'm going by the highly acclaimed cigars they've had over the past few years that I think it's still doing really well. I like what they've done with the uh, Hoyo Amigos program, kind of having preferred retailers and stuff. So, so uh, you know, I think, you know, but the you know, CLE, CLE Asylum is still a machine in that brand. Asylum is a brand under CLE. So um, that's why I had them there. All right. We got to wrap up the cigar. Uh, how was your final third, Bear? 
Um, no crescendo. Uh, nope, but I smoked, no. I smoked it. I smoked it down, uh, burning my fingertips though, uh, yep. as I was feverishly trying to get this computer yep. back up and running. Um, really, really enjoyed the cigar. Um, I think it's my favorite Aladino ever. Uh, this age, this cigar, six months ago, uh, probably not in since we're doing rankings, probably not in my top ten Aladinos. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, um. And when I talk about Aladino, we talk about the original Corojo, the Maduro, the Connecticut, and the Cameroon. Uh, and vintage, you know. And, and the, classic, so, the classic. The classic. The classic, too. So um, so I'm, I'm lumping all that in. So yeah. uh, the middle third uh, was absolutely the star for me. Uh, totally agree with you on that. Absolutely crushed. The yeah. body really ticked up. The sweetness with that roasted marshmallow on the back end. Ooh. The longer finish for me. I know you don't like it as much, but God, it was, was good on it. It was good on this cigar. It built up because it, it, I bet I imagine it was nice for you because it wasn't like shit in your face. Like, oh, man, like, like, yeah. man, this is a really long finish from start to finish. And because I know how much that would probably intrude with your smoking experience. But because it built up to it, I think it was a lot more enjoyable for you. I'll let you speak to that. But yeah, um, yeah, man, it was fucking phenomenal, man. I will buy a box of these and I will set them aside for a year and I will sit on them, gladly sit on them if I can get another smoking experience like this. This was fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I agree with all points. Uh, last third was probably my least favorite of the three, but still very good. Um. You know, uh, definitely a little more spice in that last third for sure. And uh, but definitely I'm still working on mine. You can see here still smoking very good. Um, one of the like I said, the Figurado really came a long way since March. I mean, I, I you know, and it's kind of interesting because how do I rate how do I review this cigar now knowing I have to sit on it for a year? It's I'll have to see how I'm going to review it and figure it out. You know, I'm kind of almost tempted to go back and try this exercise again and see what happens. But I got to make sure I can get a new shipment in of it, you know. Um, and, you know, I kind of think we'll probably pick our next cigar as one of – we'll probably pick a new release again. This way we can kind of go through from inception to aging, you know, a little better, knowing that, you know, as opposed to just picking something off the shelf. Uh, but I was, ama- I was amazed how far along – like I thought the Figurado would maybe be like – it was probably ranking third or fourth in the in the Corolla Reserve line. You know, now it's two, probably close to two, if not a two. Um, this is really good. Get your hands on this cigar. So I think we need to talk to our other our cohorts in the uh, Cigar Coop Coalition. But I'm going to propose something here and let our our audience talk about it too. Maybe give us some feedback, and then also we'll can talk about it with our yep. cohorts as well is we bring this aging experiment over. I was, I was actually thinking that while you were following your computer. <laughs> well, I was so I, I, I think this may not be a bad idea to move into the smoking syndicate. Um, not that we, you know, it's good for this show, but I think it kind of overlaps. So I think if we get by him, we'll, we'll talk to Ben and Aaron. And if they're good with that, maybe we move the next aging experiment there. If not, we'll do it back here. So I think we'll have a little powwow on that. Well, I think we could continue to do like a longer one here, like a lot, a more progressive one, like we've like, been doing. Okay. Like new six months in a year. And then like there we could just do new in six months or new in a year. Yeah. I, I think that's a good idea. So we continue the longer one here. Uh, that's not a bad idea. So 
me just spitballing. Leave us some feedback in the chat, everybody. Yep. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Also, let us know if you've tuned into the roundtable the and just see what you what you guys think of it. You can yeah. check out the Smoking Syndicate fan yeah. page on Facebook. Really yeah, good that's stuff. That's one of our most downloaded shows of the roundtables. So they do really good on the downloads is what I noticed. It's it's my it's my awesome like questions in between. Yeah. So like if you watch the Facebook version, you get extra content with Bears questions. Uh, but we found with downloads, people aren't going to want to download a cigar. They talk two and a half hours on that. So we kind of done that. And, you know, Ben's come up with it. He's done a great job with that. So uh, stay tuned on that. All right. Um, I think, uh, like I said, these will be up. These rankings will be up uh, on Coop. Uh, you'll see those shortly. Um, and like I said, we'll, we'll probably revisit this at some point. Um, we'll figure it out. But I think we will have it, you know. I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we thought of this one. This was a pretty cool idea. So I want to thank our audience again for tuning in and hanging with us as always. Um, and uh, Bear, thank you as well. I know we kind of pulled this show together the last minute. Um, and I've gone through every, all the schedule stuff. So we're set, man. Uh, anything else? No, that's all. Uh, you can actually tune in um, uh, to my show this weekend on Sunday night. We have uh, a, a returning uh, guest, John Carney, uh, will be our guest on Sunday's show for the 227th take of Ellos from our takes. Uh, we'll be taking a break in between that, but on the 30th of this month, we'll, we'll be doing my, my infamous birthday episode. Um, I always try to bring in friends. Um, I've done this the last couple of years. Uh, we Two years ago, we launched our charity segment that we've been holding strong and doing each week. Uh, we'll have, um, and but we'll have Coop. We'll be back. Coop was on the the initial, uh, the inaugural uh, show with John, actually, and Miguel. We've talked about both of those individuals tonight. Um, and uh, this year, it'll be you, Coop, and uh, Mr. Steve Saka. If he's still, if he's still, if he's still not, if he's still not mad at me. Well, uh, uh, but, yeah, it's almost so uh, I'm sure it'll be a discussion point that night. And, oh, I'm uh, sure it will be too. But I think, I don't think he'll give a shit on it. I really don't. I think we talk, I think where he is, he's not going to give a shit on that. Uh, not not that in better? conversation, but I, I, I suspect a little snickering uh, post yeah. to be made on yeah. Facebook. Well, the, the Paladin, the soccer review is coming out before that. <laughs> so, so be warned. No teasers, Coop. No teasers. Well, I have to go to a final review. That's one cigar that has not gone through the review cycle. It's going to be reviewed. So I don't have – I have an initial impression, but it has not gone through a review. It's one of the last ones because the cigar year ends for Cigar Coop on October 30th. Well, the review site – the cigar year ends at the PCA, but the reviews have to be completed by October 31st. So that's that's in the last batch of reviews. I so have. if you get yeah, so if you get the palette into Saga and technically it's it's eligible, correct? Is that that's what it, we're this to year? Say. It's eligible. Yes, it, this year it's eligible. It was not eligible last year. Other media people had a different opinion on that. Is it eligible for next year? As yeah, well? it's a two year window. Yep, two year window. They got so it can you know Corolla Reserve is eligible another year after this. So. Right. So like I said, it doesn't have to be reviewed. That's why I said it, it won't, it probably won't get in the review cycle at this point because all the cigars, it, 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 there's cigars that have been sitting in the queue to have to get done. So, um, so still, there's a store, another store, a Stark review coming up tomorrow. So you'll, you'll see that. And, uh, 
we still have uh, some other reviews still to come. And uh, then we get into top top list of the year. So good stuff. Yep. Great things are happening here. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in to us as always. We do appreciate you guys. Uh, hey, oh, please enter the <laughs> one more time. For those there, please enter the JC Newman, um, the uh, the Bricktoberfest Beer Stein giveaway. It's the easiest thing out there. Just go to cigarcoop.com. It's right at the top. You click on it. You just got to leave a comment and you're in. Right. So please enter that in so we can continue to do these great contests for you guys. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch everybody next time. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>